is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get around. No. They saw your team. Put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouse. Yay! Man, can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks and Speedy Beanie. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. We. Our back, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, this is another show of the Sports Limeouts. I am the host, the Big Easy, Errol Marks, and my co-host, Speedy, I Need a Job, Petey. Remember to listen to our show every single Tuesdays and Thursdays right now. At what time, Speedy? 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time, but not for long. Not for long. We're moving it to 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Speedy, what is the number to call? Because it's not posted up on the... 631-672-3108. Posting that up right now. Very sorry. Thank you very much. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What is going on, my friends? We have a great show lined up for you. Before we do the introduction, Speedy, what is going on? Not much of me. A big easy for you, though. What, did you come back from New Orleans? I'm losing it, man. I am losing it. You're losing it. it. Oh, losing I, I know you were at the doctor today. Everything going all right? Everything's okay. Uh, just uh, trying to get back into uh, healthy shape. But, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I know people will look at me and you would think that I was 100% healthy, but, uh, you know, your body breaks down. You get a little bit older. I'm 40. I hit the 4-0 today, well, this year uh, in April. So I'm, I'm starting to, you know, break down. So I want to make sure that I'm 100% healthy. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, that's good. That's hopefully you get to have back to that point. I know you had the two surgeries last year. and Yes. So, yeah, it's definitely wishing you the best in terms of getting back to that 100%. Well, I'm trying to get there. But yes. uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys. A little bit later in the show, uh, we will be talking to Arkansas State freshman defensive tackle Teron Sujik. He'll be joining us again. Very nice kid. So happy to have him back on the show. And uh, at 10 o'clock, we have a very special guest. He's been on the show before. Mm-hmm. Ex-New York Giant, two-time Super Bowl champion, running back, Brandon Jacobs will be joining us on a video chat. That'll be fun. Yes. First time we'll actually be on a video chat where Brandon, he's never seen our faces. He's heard our voices a couple yep. of times. He heard, he heard our voices, Anthony Enderosi's voice, and our NFL draft feed last time we had him on. That's right. So we're going to have him on. I'm sure he's going to enjoy coming back on with us. He really enjoyed coming on with us. About, I would say about two years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was the draft yeah. night during our draft, our live draft show, 2020. Yes. He was, he was the feature guest of that. And then uh, we had Eric Coleman on a little later that night. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what we're going to get into today, we're going to get into the Knicks. And they're the favorites of trading for Donovan Mitchell. Everybody that took shots at me calling me a clown, saying that I didn't know what I was talking about. Why are the Knicks the lead team to get Donovan Mitchell? Proposed trade center, Mitchell Robinson and Quinton Grimes. Very interesting. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, who they just signed. So uh, it's going to be very interesting moving forward on how they – I know why they want Mitchell Robinson. 
I, I understand that whole situation. They lost uh, Rudy Gobert. They need a big man. Uh, they added some play- players in that trade to send Rudy Gobert. They're probably going to try to build around the guard play in the next couple of years. And now that they're moving on for Donovan Mitchell, they're looking at the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is try to get big now and get small in the draft. Uh, Steph Curry reaches out to Kevin Durant about returning to the Warriors. Holy moly, if that happens. The Warriors get Kevin Durant. They win the next two championships, I guarantee it. Errol's going to go on strike watching basketball. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I won't watch it anymore. I'll be completely sold and, and signed and delivered that the Golden State Warriors are the next champion. Why would I even waste my time watching it? Uh, DeAndre Ayton signs a four-year, $133 million, uh, million dollar contract with the Pacers. Uh, will the Suns match? Well, they actually matched before the show started. Oh, they did? Okay. So they've matched it. So it looks like he's heading back to Phoenix. Uh, so DeAndre Ayton's probably going back to Phoenix unless uh, somebody else gives him a better deal. Yeah. So Johnny Goudreau signs uh, a, a nine-year, $68 million deal with the Blue Jackets. Uh, I'm not surprised. I was surprised that it was the Blue Jackets. Yeah. I wasn't surprised. Uh, that he got that money. So I, I really thought that the Islanders were the lead team to get him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Lou is doing, but obviously Lou doesn't want to overpay for players. And for nine years, I think he thought it was a little too long for a guy that's 27, going to be 28 years old. And could probably, you know, three, four years down the road get a little bit slower and might not have the speed that he is, you know, strong. You know, as a player, that's his strength. So... Very interesting to see that Goudreau is no longer going to be a Calgary Flame. He's heading to the Blue Jackets. Yeah, he actually took $15 million less to go to Columbus. Absolutely. Rangers sign Vincent Trocek, but lose Kopstrom and Vetrano. Is that a plus or a minus in a moves uh, that a lot of Ranger fans wanted to bring back? And, you know, it's so funny. We'll get into the whole – I talked to the Beef and Josh a little bit earlier today about this, and – they thought that Trojic was a better move than bringing back those three guys. I, I disagree, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. The Yankees reportedly no longer interested in Andrew Benatendi due to vaccination status, not being able to travel to Toronto. So Andrew Benatendi looks like he won't be a New York Yankee moving forward. So uh, we'll get into a little baseball as uh, the All-Star break is about to begin over the weekend as the home run derby, John Carlos Stanton will be entering uh, a competition that he won a couple of years ago. Coming back, uh, one of the biggest boppers in the major leagues right now. Aaron Judge will not be in the home run derby. Nope. Well, I'm not surprised. So, especially coming off an opportunity to have a big contract a year, I think he wants to be 100% healthy throughout this season. So, Pete Alonso is going for his third in a row. <laughs> third in a row against Giancarlo. We'll see what happens. Uh, so, we'll get into that as well a little bit later in the show. Um, let's get into the Knicks saga because it. It, it's not a saga to me. A lot of people thought I was a clown bringing up the uh, the whole Donovan Mitchell thing, that he was uh, coming home, he was going out to dinner with Obi Toppin and Emmanuel Quigley, and I remember listening to Snug and all the different people attacking me, saying that I didn't know what I was talking about, that it was clown. it was a clown act to think that Donovan Mitchell was going out with them and that he was going to be a New York Nick. What's interesting about this is that a week after I thought Donovan Mitchell was all done with going to New York, as Danny Ainge came out and said numerous amount of times that they're building around Donovan, 
Over the last couple of days, 72 hours, uh, Danny Ainge is taking offers. He he said uh, he called out to the NBA and all the teams in throughout the NBA saying that he's willing to take offers for Donovan. Now, obviously, Donovan is probably, ladies and gentlemen, not telling Utah that he doesn't want to be a part of the rebuilding stage. And being that Donovan Mitchell it wants to win a championship sometime in the next couple of years, he decided that he wants to be dealt in. So obviously the three teams that he was most interested in was the Knicks, Miami, and I think it was – I forget the other team. Was it Phoenix? I think it was Phoenix originally, but I think they are now trying to focus more on the Durant sweepstakes. Right. So Donovan's out of that stake, and, 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 and Miami seems like they can't add him because of their salary cap issues. Mm. They're trying to sign Tyler Hero. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. So the only team right now that stands out the most that – could have a little bit of wiggle room, obviously with Julius Randle and some of the young players that they have and the amount of picks that they have for the next couple of years, is the New York Knicks. Now, Donovan Mitchell grew up a New York Knicks fan. His father played for the Mets. His father works for the Mets. So it it makes a lot of sense on why he wants to come to New York. The question on what we've seen so far with the New York Knicks this offseason is, do they know where they're going when it comes to this team and where they believe they're going to be in the next couple of years? Now, obviously, adding Jalen Brunson, he's a fantastic, powerful, top-end point guard. Well, we think that he could be. We don't know. Uh, we saw what he did in Dallas. We saw what he did last year for his first big year in the playoffs. He was fantastic. Throughout this season, he averaged 16 points and I think five or six assists a game, mm-hmm. 5.6 or something like that. Could he be an elite point guard in this league? I think that going to the Eastern Conference would make him a better player. I, I think it would. Now, obviously, the Eastern Conference has doesn't have as much depth as the Western Conference does. And I think there's still, even though th- that th- the Eastern Conference is more top-heavy, heavy, I think the Western Conference is still better You know, when it comes to even the, the bottom seed teams. Yeah. So Jalen Brunson coming to the Knicks, taking a little bit less money than, go, than going back to Dallas, and adding Donovan Mitchell to a roster of possibly R.J. Barrett, Brunson, and Donovan Mitchell makes a lot of sense. It, does that win him a championship? No. It's not going to win him a championship. They need one more piece. I think a, a veteran player that has won before that can help this team uh, give them a little bit more, and they need a little bit more depth on their bench. They they do, uh, which they could do at the trade deadline, maybe in a trade here and there, a veteran's minimal. We'll see what the Knicks do if they do land a Donovan Mitchell, but they need that superstar. They need that guy that they can build around. Now, RJ is becoming that, but he's not, he's not that yet. They need a guy that you can you know count on with the last three minutes of a game, and you need a guy that could score – uh, that extra, you know, that extra basket that can take them over the top. You look at this team, you look at the New York Knicks as a whole. This organization has been an absolute laughingstock. They have been laughed at over the years. You talk about the Brooklyn Nets when they added KD and they added Kyrie and James Harden. Everybody was making fun of the New York Knicks, that the Knicks couldn't land KD. The Knicks couldn't land Kyrie Irving. When Jimmy Butler became available, nobody thought that the Knicks had a chance for Jimmy Butler. Meanwhile, everybody, 
everybody thought that the Brooklyn Nets were the, I guess, the little brother of the New York Knicks, and they had no chance either. And they still are. And then with all the stuff that's happened in the offseason this year with Kyrie and KD, they don't want to be there. James Harden wanted out at the trade deadline. He gets traded to the 76ers. We're not even talking about Brooklyn anymore. The Knicks are slowly but surely trying to get themselves back a little bit on top of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, if they add Donovan Mitchell and KD goes elsewhere and Kyrie goes somewhere else, could the Knicks be back on top in New York? They were never under the Brooklyn Nets. They just didn't have the talent the Brooklyn Nets have or had. You look at this team right now, are they a playoff team? Is the Knicks with Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle with some of the young players that they have, the Obi Toppins, the Quigleys, the Grimes, are they a playoff team? The answer is no. Yeah, I would say play-in team for them. Is I don't it, even think they're playing. Is, assuming that they don't get the, I guess, worst version of Julius Randle imaginable, like you saw last season, and now with some of the veterans traded, hopefully Thibodeau learns, oh, maybe we should play some of the young guys. So I think they should improve, because I don't think talent-wise they're one of the bo- they're a bottom five team in the Eastern Conference like they showed last year, because they do have some depth, they do have some young talent on the roster. But yeah, they were definitely a fluke of where they were from where they were as a four seed when they made the playoffs. So that's going to be the question of the judge. Donovan Mitchell, I think, leapfrogs them into that. Probably, I would say probably the four through six range if they do end up trading for him, just because it probably will take a little bit of while to get going in that new scheme. Jalen Brunson, too, first time in that system as well. So all at once, it might be a little bit of a slow start, but I still think they'll be better than a play-in team if they do end up trading for Donovan Mitchell. What's interesting is that Quentin Grimes and Mitchell Robinson were the main centers of the trade packages, though, which I actually thought was going to be a lot more the way Danny Ainge was. Well, it's still going to be. They're going to have to bring in a third team because Julius Randle's contract needs to go, too. So if Utah doesn't want Julius Randle's contract, they're going to have to move it to another team. Mm -hmm. So they're going to have to bring in another team that's going to probably either add picks or players to add to Utah or maybe have to go to the Knicks to – wiggle out the contracts that have to make sense for both teams or all three teams. Right. Now, what I heard so far is three first-round picks seems like the basis of what the Knicks are trying to trade, either their own pick in 2023 or the Dallas pick that they still have remaining, and then they'll alternate the other years. The Knicks don't have... The Knicks have 2024 through 2028 available to trade to them, and uh, from what I heard, the Knicks have up to eight total first-round picks to use in any of those types of deals. Obviously, they're not going to trade all eight, but three seems like the basis of what they're doing at right now, probably starting with their own 2023 pick and moving on. But yes, a third team, I think will have to take on the Julius Randle contract because it doesn't seem like from what we've heard, Utah Utah's doesn't interested. want it. No, yeah, they don't no. want it. And no, they're going to stick to a rebuild and they're going to build up depth, a lot more young depth like they already did from the Minnesota trade with Gobert. So that's the path they're on right now. They're going to have to get a third team involved for Randle. And that might be tricky considering one, how well he, how, how, how badly he played last year with young players, and two, just how inefficient he was in a league where you have to shoot efficiently. What's interesting about this, and and listen, I don't know where Donovan Mitchell is going. It doesn't mean that he's going to the Knicks. I know everybody on these these posts are making fun that Donovan Mitchell was spotted in in New York City having lunch. I I know you guys want to make jokes, and that's fine. Crack jokes, that's fine. But... You were cracking jokes last week, even though I took back thinking that Donovan Mitchell was going to be a Nick. And now all of a sudden it's coming out that he, that the Knicks are the lead team to get him. All of a sudden, after 72 hours, Danny Ainge came out and said that he's willing to take offers. 
That is not a coincidence on why he went to dinner or lunch with Emmanuel Quigley or uh, any of the players like Obi Toppin with the Knicks. Now, that again, I'm going to go back to this. The question is, if the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell and they keep RJ and they keep – uh, they have, obviously, Jalen Brunson. And maybe they move on with Julius Randle. They have made maybe one or two pieces. Are the Knicks the favorite in a top-heavy you know, in a, in a top Eastern Conference to come out as a four-seed? Now, I don't know if they're a four-seed. They could be a fifth or six-seed. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're right there with the middle of the pack teams until we figure out what Donovan Mitchell is going to be in this offense, what Jalen Brunson is going to be in this offense, how good this defense is going to be. Right. You know, because we don't know what's going to happen with this defense. And Tom Thibodeau, we have seen veteran players, and, and Mitch, even though Donovan Mitchell is a veteran, and you look at him, he's 25 years old, he's still considered a veteran, so is Brunson. You sit here today, are these guys going to fit in the culture that Tom Thibodeau is trying to bring this team to be. And that's defense first, offense second. Donovan Mitchell is a decent defensive player. He's not a great defensive player. He's a decent defensive player. Jalen Brunson's an okay defensive player. Yeah. These guys are not top-end defensive players. Now, being that Derrick Rose is there, he's coming off the bench, and some of the veteran players that they have there, I heard that they're still thinking about bringing Taj Gibson back when they figure out what they're doing uh, with, if this Donovan Mitchell trade goes right, and stuff Robinson, like that, yeah. they could still bring Taj Gibson back on a very small contract to be one of the leaders of this team to help some of the younger players figure out the defensive style of game that Tom Thibodeau is going to want them to play. Yeah, it's interesting, though, with Donovan Mitchell because it's when he came into the league, he actually was thought of as a better defensive player and had to re- evolve his offense more, and now it's kind of gone the other way. Not that he's a bad defender. He's still a good defender. He's a good defender. Yeah. He's, not, he's much better than Jalen Brunson, yes, but he's not so. looked at as a defensive yeah, player. Yeah, he's not thought of as like this juggernaut point guard, defensive point guard that's going to make an all-NBA defensive team, either the first or the second team. But I would say for his position, he's a good defender. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as worried about him transitioning with Thibodeau. What I'm worried about more is the, the minutes usage, the way that he wore out a lot of these veteran players. It's just so interesting to see, you know, with all the different things that have happened so far this offseason with the NBA, and it all stems up to this Kyrie and KD move that could happen in the next couple of weeks. If Donovan Mitchell goes to the New York Knicks, no matter where KD goes, no matter where Kyrie goes, this Donovan Mitchell move will be a a move that really sticks out in the offseason. And why? And nobody's talking about Rudy Gobert. Now, is Rudy Gobert the missing piece to this Timberwolves team to take take them over the hump, maybe become a championship competitive team? Only time will tell. Rudy Gobert is a defensive-minded team. That was what they lacked in the playoffs last year. That is what they lacked in the second half of the season. They do have Anthony Edwards. They do have Carl Anthony Towns. They have stars on that team. I don't, but one player is not going to get them over the hump, as well as the New York Knicks. Donovan Mitchell is not going to take them over the hump. Now, when, if you guys remember two years ago, Julius Randle was becoming a star right in front of our eyes. Now, before, before the fans started getting in to the stadiums and there was no fans. I think Julius Randle played better when there were no fans. When the fans started coming in, his numbers started to dip, and it's been dipping ever since then. Now, could he handle New York? Who knows? Donovan Mitchell, I think, can. He's been there his whole life. His father played there. I think he can handle the New York crowd. He's a New Yorker. He grew up there. He understands what it's like to play in Madison Square Garden. And a matter of fact, if you look at Donovan Mitchell's numbers at Madison Square Garden, they're incredible. 
they are incredible numbers. He averages almost 25 points a game. He's averaging almost six assists a game and about, I think it's seven or eight rebounds a game when he plays in Madison Square Garden. Now, the question is, him coming to New York and taking the pressure on as the superstar of this team, not R.J. Barrett. It'll take a little pressure off the kid, take a little pressure off maybe Jalen Brunson. Can he be the leader of this team to take them to that next level? He wasn't there. He wasn't that for Utah. He wasn't. And that is, that's what scares me about this Donovan Mitchell. Finally, the Knicks get a superstar. Is he going to be like Carmelo Anthony, a guy that's going to get his points, get his numbers, but never take this team to that next level? You need a player that's going to get you to that next level. Carl says, if all those moves happened, they still wouldn't be better than the Bulls. Yeah, we're kind of putting them in the same range. Four through six, about that, as where the Bulls finished last season. Uh, Snuggy says he's not a defensive liability like Marcus Smart. Everybody is talking about how bad Danny Ainge fleeced the Timberwolves. Yes, and that's, but again, that wasn't enough to sway Donovan Mitchell. Let's well, you don't know out. if they fleeced him. The, the Timberwolves, here's the thing. If the Timberwolves are a top seed in the Western Conference, those picks are going to be 28, 27, 26. Yeah. He didn't fleece anything. Because if Rudy Gobert gives him that next head. Now, it, Rudy Gobert could absolutely hurt the chemistry of that team. And that team could turn out to be the Brooklyn Nets. Right. You know, but Rudy Gobert is in uh, 33, 34-year-old Kevin Garnett. Uh, or 35-year-old Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, who's 34, 35. And they're on their way out. These Rudy Gobert is 28, 29 years old. Yeah. He's in the prime of his career. And he's an elite defender. Yeah, I think of him as an essential, essential piece to help out their biggest weakness, which was their inside defense, because Carl Anthony Towns is skill-wise a little more of a four. He's a good defender, but I wouldn't say he's like top-notch, not the traditional big man type, and it'll allow him to space the floor better, be able to, one, guard the perimeter, and two, help out his offensive game. Now, that being said, they still have to improve their own depth, too, which now they're going to have to do with their own roster. So from that standpoint, we'll see if those pieces that they traded away hurt them in terms of that, because their depth played well in the playoffs last year against the Grizzlies, outplaying the Grizzlies' depth, which is very good at certain points of that series. So that's the one thing that concerns me. But yeah, it's definitely possible if the Timberwolves take that maybe 7-seed to 3-seed type leap that all of a sudden you're looking at them, I wouldn't say fleecing them necessarily. It also depends on how those other big men develop too in that system, especially with a new coach now. Uh, Carl says the numbers are incredible because he's playing the Knicks. Yeah, probably. But it's still still Madison Square Garden. And and we've seen the Knicks defend against good players in Madison Square Garden. So you say it's the Knicks, but Tom Thibodeau's defense has stopped pretty good players over the last two years. So Donovan Mitchell going to Madison Square Garden, he only plays once or twice every once year. Once a year, yeah. Once a year in Madison Square Garden. I mean, it shows a lot for what he could do in Madison Square Garden. Now, he has to do it week in, day in, and day out in Madison Square Garden. Right. Could he do it? Can he take the pressure on his, on his shoulders and be the leader of this team? Only time will tell. He couldn't handle it in Utah. And, and New York is a bigger stage, more pressure, and they're going to, you know, the fans are going to expect a lot from Donovan Mitchell, especially if the Knicks are going to trade away pieces like Quentin Grimes, who everybody wants. It's crazy. Yeah. It, every single trade we've heard, even Atlanta going into the year last year at the trade deadline, everybody wanted Quentin Grimes. And the Knicks were not willing to trade off Quentin Grimes. Now again, you're hearing Quentin Grimes' name being brought up. And I, I've told everybody, watching Quentin Grimes in certain games this year, he reminds me of a young Devin Booker. Now, Devin Booker's a sensational player, and we have to see what Grimes could do every single game, every, playing a, a, a ton of minutes, 25, 30 minutes. If, if he is that type of player and he's that type of shooter, the Knicks could you know, obviously be giving up a good young player for the future. Donovan Mitchell 
obviously the Knicks had a chance to get uh, a couple of years ago. They decided to get Frank Nelikina. They were wrong. Uh, well, that was, they, they weren't wrong. Uh, Phil Jackson was wrong. And Donovan Mitchell was, I think, drafted at 13 or 14. 13, yep. And, and he went to Utah, and Donovan Mitchell became one of the best players, if not the best player in that draft class. So, uh, and, and uh, by the way, the Knicks, the, Steve Mills wanted to draft Donovan Mitchell, if you remember. It, it's Phil Jackson didn't think he would fit in the triangle offense, and Phil Jackson's no longer there. He's probably still getting paid by the yeah, Knicks. Yeah, I think he is for two more years. But yes, that's what happens when your past stubbornness takes over Phil Jackson. And you just want everybody to run the triangle because it worked for the Lakers and it worked for the Bulls. So It works for it also worked for the Golden State Warriors. Well, yes. But again, I, they also have a very d- a different evolution of that system. The Knicks were trying to do it like pretty straightforward tough nose triangle. You offense. don't have Michael and Jordan, it's not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. You don't have you don't have Michael Jordan, it's not gonna work. You don't have anyone close Kobe to Kobe Bryant. Kobe or Michael Jordan or anyone of that twenty seven gifted roster. that can get to the hole yeah. at will and do the things that he can do uh you know on the perimeter. Right. They, they, the Knicks don't have a play. Now Donovan Mitchell, if they had Donovan Mitchell, I thought Donovan Mitchell, you watch the speed and the way he plays the game. I think Donovan Mitchell could have played the triangle very, very well. I, I, I really do. It made no sense. But nobody thought Donovan Mitchell would be this kind of offensive player. No, I mean, not out of the draft. I, he, I was mean, not, he wasn't a great shooter in college. He had to develop that later. He was a good passer. He was a good defender in college. But he, was, he led his team in scoring, but it was really only at like 12 points a game, too, on a good Louisville team. So, again, that was never thought of as something that could be like this in a shooting league, a knockdown shooter type. And for the modern point guards at that time that everyone was saying, let's build up these great back courts. That's probably why he ended up falling in that draft because of that. Uh, yes, Carl, Phil is getting Bobby Bonilla money. Well, no, he, he was, he's only played two more years. Bobby Bonilla still paid till 2035. There's so many people the Knicks were paying over the years. Derek Fish, I just yeah. I think, came off of uh-huh. you know off the pay grid. I mean, there are a couple of people, a couple of coaches. Uh, Jeff Hornacek was still getting paid, I think, over the last two years. Yep. I, I mean, the Knicks in... in and say whatever you want about James Dolan. He is not a great owner. We all know what he is and what he says and how racist he is. We all know about him, okay? But James Dolan does not, you know, think cheaply of his teams. He actually opens up his pockets and, and pays his teams and pays his players. So uh, Carmelo Anthony got the big contract. If Donovan Mitchell comes in, I'm sure he's going to want an extension. Yeah. So I expect that, you know, James Dolan to give whatever it needs to be given uh, to get these guys in and happy on his on his team and for his organizations. Um, the whole Steph Curry thing reaching out to Kevin Durant, it, I don't think this is a story. I, I don't. I, I do believe that the, the lead team to get him because of the players and the pieces that they have are the Golden State Warriors. The reason why is they can tr- they can add Andrew Wiggins. They can add... Um, Wiseman and somebody else, a pool in a trade to land a Kevin Durant. And if Kevin Durant goes to Golden State, you might as well call this season to be over. Okay? Because if Steph Curry, KD, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green again are on the team, even though they don't have that young depth, they're going to win. They're going to win. And I, I do not like the Golden State Warriors. If KD goes to the Golden State Warriors, they're going to win in the next two years. Because you're adding a guy that can average 28 points. Steph Curry can average 23 to 25 when he's there. Klay Thompson can average 20. Draymond Green could give you, uh, you know, 14. Who's going to beat this team? Their own injuries. Who's going to beat them? 
That's the only thing that can stop them. That's what stop I don't want to see it happen, but they have no. the pieces to make that move. They'll, the, their own injuries will probably be the only thing. It's the same thing we were saying when they brought in DeMarcus Cousins in 2018, too. When they thought, oh, that's the next super team. KD with that big four and then bringing DeMarcus Cousins to round out the big man. They didn't win that year because they had a lot of injuries, and then they lost in the finals against Toronto. Well, they'll probably add Draymond Green because he's a max player, so he would have to be okay. involved with yeah, the trade. that's fair. So maybe Draymond Green, Poole... Wiseman and somebody else, yeah. or somebody like that. I, I don't know what they're going to add, but they they can if they add Kevin Durant to three of those guys or four of those guys. Andrew Wiggins stays there. You have Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, <laughs> uh, KD, and Clay Thompson there. I mean, they're going to be pretty unstoppable. Mm. Who's going to beat them? Again, their own injuries would be the only thing that would Nobody's going to beat them. Not even injuries. KD, he's not tearing his Achilles again unless he tears his ACL. Don't yeah. think that's going to happen. Klay Thompson's already done that to his leg, so I, I think Klay Thompson will be fun. They're going to be unstoppable. And then we're going to be watching the NBA again. Everything's going to go through Golden State again. I don't want to see that. I hope it doesn't happen. But the, the team that really stands out to me that can make that move for what the Nets want – a, a, a slew of picks and, and, and young players, it's the Golden State Warriors. Stark says, I want to be Bobby Bonilla when I grow up. Uh, Josh says, we need Pietro money. Uh, Stark says, breaking news, Phil Jackson and Isaiah Thomas are forming an NBA draft consulting firm. Mm. Knicks are reported to be very interested. Uh, Josh says, I, I would say I want to be Rick DiPietro, but Errol will kick my ass. You're probably right. <laughs> I, 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 I'll I, kick his ass, too. <laughs> yes. Stark says, I, I, I wouldn't mind being Ricky D either. That's good work if you can get it. Could you imagine me working at ESPN and have to see Rick DiPietro every other day? Could you imagine me walking through the same studio uh, areas of ESPN and seeing that guy? I think it would be a brawl. I, I think it would be – they'll have press coverage of me and him. I, here's, I'll, call, I'll call Rick DiPietro out. Any day he wants to have a celebrity or broadcasting boxing match with me, I would love to get in the ring with Rick DiPietro. Mm-hmm. I would love it. The latest. In the- I would love it. <laughs> the latest. I'll the- tie one of my arms behind my back. And I'll still kick his ass. Errol Marks versus Rick DiPietro, the latest in non-boxing boxing. Uh, I'll do whatever he wants. You want a slap boxing contest? I'll do whatever you want. Sumo wrestling contest. Sumo wrestling. I'll do whatever you want. I'm going to whip your ass. Carl says, uh, Vinny Castilla, a.k.a. Vinny Cash, steals with the race. Yes, there's also that one. I forgot about that. Stuck says, Kung Fu Panda in Boston, and he broke the bank and his belt. Josh says, well, definitely not with Rockies in relation to Cassia. Carl says, only defense would be a hardworking AC system. <laughs> yes, Greg, uh, Greg Popovich in that arena. Yes, make that work. And uh, blow the ball in the air. Uh, Stuck says, throw Jake Paul in there for a three-way boxing match. And Josh says, just uh, thought we were getting Jeff and Tyler. Guess that's gone. That's not gonna. That's not going to happen because Tyler doesn't want to fight Jeff. No. Tyler backed out of Jeff. How many times did I try to get Tyler to get in a ring? Or, or yeah. he can't, Jeff was in Rhode Island, okay? Right. Now, Jeff would have absolutely fought Tyler anywhere from Rhode Island to here. Tyler didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Tyler chickened out. <laughs> yes. He could say whatever he wants. He yes. chickened out. And he was the one who mentioned it first. <laughs> that's the funny part. Aaron Judge hits another home run, solo home run. They're still down 4-2. to two. Could you imagine this? The Yankees are down 4-2 to two against the Cincinnati uh, Reds team. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. This it really is. is. The, uh, this is the letdown series, the, the one they're taking lightly. Yeah, <laughs> after, well. After the uh, the weird series they had against the Red Sox. But I would love to fight Rick DiPietro. But that yes. will never happen. <laughs> no, that will never happen. 
So I, I don't even know why I would waste my time even talking about it. It would never happen. But this, who would have thought that? I, I mean, sitting here today, d- does anybody think that out of all these teams that the Golden State Warriors are not the lead team to get them? I, I, honestly, there is nobody. I know we wanted to go to Miami. Golden State wasn't even a talk. I know F- Phoenix offered a, their package. They just matched all DeAndre Ayton, which Jeff said they were going to do. Shout out to Jeff. For, he thought that uh, the Phoenix Suns were going to match it. I didn't. I thought he doesn't. I don't think Phoenix wants him there. Now, I think they matched it because I still believe that they're going to use DeAndre Ayton as a trade, a trade piece to maybe get KD. Yeah, you have to keep that option open, too, because if you lose DeAndre Ayton for nothing, then you don't even have that trade chip to get that third guy, and all of a sudden you're getting a lot worse and really trusting your young players in bigger roles at that point. So you have to try something, even if you do have to overpay a little, which I think the Pacers did uh, to an extent. I don't think it was bad, four years, 133, but it is something that is a lot of money for a guy that's really only developed the last two, three years, and still young, still with some upside, but still the Suns did it mainly to push for that kind of thing to happen for the last chance What flavor cupcake do you like? What me? I like I like any anything chocolate based with any uh, with another type of frosting, not chocolate frosting. I like the the really like gooey like vanilla frosting. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Yes. Like like I, I like a lot of frosting on my okay. cupcake. Uh-huh. Cuz if if I'm going to cheat and I'm going to have a cupcake, I want it to I want it to taste good. I don't want some of this like Crap. Did you ever have those Entenmann cupcakes that for Halloween? You ever have those? Yes, a while ago. Those are yeah. delicious. Yeah. Those are delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I always stole them. Whenever my parents bought them <laughs> for us when we were kids, I always stole them and brought them up there, and I would eat all six cupcakes. I was skinny that time. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm built and stuff like that. But if I ate six cupcakes, I'd probably have, like, uh, diabetes or something like mm. that. But uh, I love those Halloween cupcakes. They're delicious. So Speaking of cupcakes, Snug says, I will fight cupcakes anywhere, anytime. I am undefeated. Yes, I'm sure you are. Mm. Uh, Carl says, how about Schwarber mashing the ball again? Yes, good. That's the one thing he can do is hit home runs. Congratulations. Mm. Uh, Josh says, Phillies still suck, naturally. Snug says, vanilla classic. OMG, it's the first thing Earl and I agree about. There wouldn't be too much. There can't be too much icing on a cupcake. Oh, I would agree with that with Snug. I like the icing. That's the best part of the cupcake. I mean, I would tell I you, you know what I used to do with cupcakes? I used to take the frosting off the cupcakes, lick the frosting, and First? then okay. I, I, I wouldn't even eat the bottom of the cupcake. Mm. Sometimes I would just steal. You know, with those intimates, the, the, the chocolate was on top, and you could take the chocolate off and leave the cupcake. I would eat the chocolate on top and not even eat the cupcake. <laughs> That was my favorite part. Interesting. You know, that, I, that's interesting. I know, I know people have done that with Oreos, too, and stuff like that. I love Oreos, yeah. too. I, I know Mikey C does, too. I'll tell you. you know, oh he likes We're not to going do there again. Well, he does. He does stupid things with it. I, Mikey C is a yeah. very interesting cat. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, yes, the same person who claimed he's 90% right. <laughs> well, he claims a lot of things. I, I, claim, I claim he's an idiot. That's just <laughs> it. But that's Mikey C for you. But... Uh, Mikey C will be joining us sometime in the next couple of weeks too. He he told me he's going to come on the show and uh, you know get involved with the craziness on the show because he thinks that he he's the only reason why this show would be uh, listened throughout the country. Of but, course he does. But uh, Mikey C has uh, you know something cranning up his ass. But anyways, um, getting back into the KD thing, I I'm not surprised that Golden State is the lead team to get him. Um, I still think Phoenix could absolutely steal him from whoever's interested in him. The question is, if KD wants to go to Phoenix, I think he will push more to go to Phoenix than Golden State. 
Now that I, I don't know if he has the control to do that, but he could also tell the the Brooklyn Nets he doesn't want to play for Golden State. Right. Now like Steph Curry reaching out to KD tells you that Steph is trying to make this happen, and if it does happen, I mean the NBA should be really. I I, I think Adam Silver should step in just like um, David Stern. David Stern stepped in when the Lakers almost got Chris Paul. Right. Because this is not fair. This would make the end. This would pretty much hand the championship over to the Golden State Warriors again. I wanted them to do that in 16 when Kevin Durant first went there. I thought that was too much as it was, and they didn't stop it then. So I doubt Adam Silver's going to stop it now at this well, point. Well, Adam Silver, you know, later, he's not but... David Stern. David Stern at least had balls. Right. Okay. Adam Silver has something else. All right. No, I'm no. not going to say on live radio. <laughs> Adam Silver has some kind he doesn't of have, contract. He doesn't have the kahunas to tell, you know, go and tell the uh, the teams that are looking to trade for KD that uh, it's got to be a fair trade. It's got to make sense. Adam Silver has some, like, inside uh, contract with the Golden State Warriors or something. I don't know. It just, it's, it's annoying to me when you hear Steph Curry reaching out to KD. They're plotting again. I, this is not the way the NBA worked in the 80s and the 90s, okay? That never happened. These players aren't reaching out to players. They hated each other. Now, all of a sudden, they're kissing each other's ass, going to each other's weddings. It's boring. Carl says, Speedy brings up Oreos and says we aren't going there. Come on, Speedy, horse or bear. What are you talking about? Which one is more likely to eat an Oreo, Carl? Uh, Snuck says, Steph Curry and I go eat cupcakes together every Saturday. Sometimes sure he's... Sometimes, oh, sometimes he steals cupcakes off other people's plates, but I'm cool with it. They are really good cupcakes. And naturally, Snuck says, Mikey C is hilarious. Yeah. Well, I'm not surprised he said that. Yes, yes. Snuck's uh, one of his top three people of, of, of his list. Probably along with probably along with Jeff and uh, Anchorage Man at this point, the way he's talking about him as his favorite guest. It's interesting when you look at this DeAndre Ayton thing. And I'll, I'll say this. DeAndre Ayton is a good player. Is he a record-paying player? He's not. This contract, rookie contract that he's getting four years, $133 million, is breaking records. When, when Jeff told me today that that – and I said, that's a, not a bad contract. And he says, no, this is his rookie contract. He's making 30-something million dollars still on his rookie contract. I, I think it's ridiculous. DeAndre Ayton's a good player. He is not an elite player. He's not an elite player. He's not a top 10 player. He's not even a top 20 player. I would say he's a third, top 30 player. Yeah, That's where I think he is. He'll give you 14, 15 points. He'll give you about 8, 9 rebounds. And he'll give you 2 blocks. He's not going to give you that all-around game that's going to sell you. He's not a big man that could shoot threes either. A lot of these NBAs, Al Horford developed a three-point shot. Right. You look at all these guys. Rudy Gobert didn't, and, and that's why Rudy Gobert, I was very surprised they got as much as they got for Rudy Gobert because mm-hmm. he does. He didn't change his game. And by I think Aaron Hicks got a home run. Is that Glaber Torres? Glaber. Two-run home run ties the game. So it, the Yankees are tied 4-4. Glaber Torres is hot right now. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I mean, looking at this this. Deal which the Pacers gave him, and then the Suns match. The only reason why the Phoenix Suns match this contract is because they're still in the hunt for KD. Mm-hmm. They were not interested in bringing back DeAndre Ayton. As a matter of fact, DeAndre Ayton didn't want to go back there. Now I know he said Chris Paul is like an older brother, and his game has gotten so much better with Chris Paul. Does it really make a difference? Because he doesn't want to be there. He has no interest of being there. Right. So the only reason why I think. 
they made this move and they matched this was because they don't want to lose a piece that they can use in as a, tra- a trade chip, like you said, Speedy. Yeah, not only that, I think that's a lot of money pushing right away for any team to give either in extremely good for the Suns or the Pacers who are trying to rebuild it as it is. Like, there's probably no middle ground team that would have given it to him. The Suns are, are doing it as a latch-ditch effort. If he's on the roster still, if you fail to get KD, all right, you just run it back with him, fine, or you use him in another trade if there's some other star that's available that Chris Paul or Devin Booker wants to bring in and they'll want to make it work to be that missing piece of the championship team. If not, he's still on the roster. He's still he's still improving every year. He's still, not, he's still a good player, top 30 player, like we said. Again, I think he's overpaid for a guy that really only started developing the last two years, but four years, 133. Look at Jalen Brunson's contract, four years, 104. He's, I would say, probably a little better than that, but he's probably in the four years, 115 range for DeAndre Ayton. Is DeAndre Ayton that much better than Jalen Brunson? I think he's better, but not that much. I would say... I don't think he's better than Jalen Brunson. I no, think, I'm not saying Jalen Brunson is a great player. I'm saying he's a good player. Yeah. That's where DeAndre Ayton is. He's a good player. He's not an elite player out of his position. Right. I only, I only say. Is he a top ten big man in the league? He's not. No, I probably, but again, the upside's still there. So I think he probably would get a little more than that. I'm if he doesn't though, develop a three point shot, there is no upside. I wouldn't. I would say though, he's not. I would not a liability shooting. Dwight Howard is how old right now in the NBA? Thirty three, thirty eight, or something. Is he thirty? I think yeah, he's, he's less than that. Yeah, I, I'd be surprised if he was that. Any he came into the league when he was seventeen, eighteen years old. He was a high school player. Okay. Dwight Howard is 36, so about right, in between. 36. How about in between? He's 36. Okay. Dwight Howard hasn't been an elite player for like five years. No. Why? Because the game has changed. Yeah. He can't shoot threes. He can't shoot free throws. DeAndre Ayton's a decent free throw shooter. He's not a great free throw shooter. I think he's free, throw, free throws, I think he's a 69% free throw shooter. And he doesn't shoot threes. So how is his game going to get better? Yeah, I, I think I think there's still time though at this point for a guy that still has had shooting good shooting spurts in the league. I don't think he's like not a great range guy. Uh, three point three point percentage. He only sh- shot twenty five. He only shoots he only shoots very small percentages of them too. Only uh, half of half of seventeen and game. ten guy that last year, and his career is sixteen and ten. Mm-hmm. So he's going to give you ten rebounds. He's going to give you probably two blocks a game. He can't stay healthy. I mean, last year he only played 58 games. Okay. I, I mean, is he a good player? I, I do. I think he's a good player. Elite? I, I don't. Elite, no. I, that's why we were saying top 30 before. I also think, though— Has because- he ever been in an All-Star game? No, because he only started really developing the last two years. So that Yeah, he- when Chris Paul went there. Uh-huh. So, as a result— I two things factor into this. One, I don't think on that team because CP3 and Devin Booker are there, and now even on some of these other young wings that they have, he hasn't needed to shoot threes. That's not his role. So I don't think he's necessarily like unskilled at it. I don't think he's. I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's terribly unskilled. Like you would say, he's a shooting liability type thing. And two, we'll see if the, with the Pacers, if he does end up staying there, or if he goes back to the Suns, we'll see. He might shoot, end up having to shoot more. There is one game. thing I could say he's better than. Uh, you know, he, I would I would definitely pay the money for. I would pay him more than Ben Simmons because at least he oh, can course. shoot. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons can't hit a shot if you right. you paid him to. Well, they are paying him to. <laughs> uh, they're overpaying him to. But I, I think when you look at DeAndre Ayton, what DeAndre Ayton is going to give you. Uh, w- would the Knicks use a player like 17 and 10 of, of, of his stature? Absolutely. There are many teams that would use DeAndre Ayton. He fits a lot of different teams. But an elite player that's going to get that kind of money, I, I know everybody's going to say you can't, you can't knock a player that's trying to get the money. I'm not knocking it. I'm knocking the team. 
overpaying a player that's not worth that kind of money. Right. Now, can he get better? Yeah, he can get better. How much better? I don't know how much better is he going to get if he doesn't develop a shot. And it's not easy as a big man at 23 years old to figure out how to shoot a three-point shot. I just think if we've seen veteran big men try to evolve, like you were saying with Horford, I think Blake Griffin, too, to an extent, he wasn't a great shooter when he was a young player, kind of developed it later in his career, too. If somebody like that could do it, there's still time, I would give, for DeAndre in at 23 years old to be able to do so, even if it isn't his main trait ever at any point in his career. And I don't expect it to be his main trait at any point in his career, especially if he stays with the Suns, too, because of the backcourt that they have. And depending on what other wings they end up keeping, trading, whatever, depending on what they do with KD, that's going to be another big question, too. But they're not going to need him to shoot at that kind of volume at that point. So that could be a reason why he hasn't developed it yet. But he still is capable of shooting, stepping back if he needs to at any point. He just doesn't have the same range. Going back to Golden State, I'm very surprised that Golden State would even be offering any of these young players. And the reason why is because this team already won a championship this this past year. They have a chance to win back-to-back championships with the team they have, with a, 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 a now a healthy Wiseman and a, a team that has done it before. Now they all together, this team has won it. So they're going into the season with a little bit more of an edge with Wiseman back in the lineup. So for the fact that they're going after KD now, it just shows you that they don't think they can repeat. They don't think that they're good enough when maybe going into this offseason with some of these players moving. Now, the East could get stronger. If Donovan, if Donovan Mitchell goes to the Knicks, now it, it depends if KD and Kyrie stay back, stay in Brooklyn. But if let's say KD and Kyrie stay there for another year and the Knicks get Donovan Mitchell. I, I mean, the obviously the Eastern Conference has gotten better. The Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks got better. Oh, yeah. So you're slowly seeing that the Eastern Conference is coming back to what it was in the 90s, where the 90s, it was the Eastern Conference, not the Western Conference, where you wanted to play. Because it was, well, you didn't want to play because it was more dominant. (laughs) Well, yeah, there were only a couple really good teams in the West at that time, too. Yeah, it was one, really. I don't don't think it was really ever to the extreme that, like, we saw it. It wasn't even the Lakers. I think it was. It was Phoenix and the Jazz and the, what was it, Houston at that time? It was Houston. Houston? Okay. Yeah, it it fluctuated with probably those three. And San Antonio. San Antonio was starting to to come up. Kind of later, though. With Tim Duncan. Yeah, once Tim Duncan. And David Robinson. I think that was, wasn't that after, though, the six championships? It's in the 90s. Yeah, okay. I, I think. Tim Duncan was drafted. If I'm not he was drafted in ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. So and was, then I think yeah. he, they won the first championship in ninety nine. Then when they beat the Knicks, when the Knicks were the eighth seed. Yeah, I remember year. that. So yeah, and yeah. that year, if the Bulls actually played and Michael Jordan didn't retire, right. the Bulls would have won the championship yeah. again. Right. That would have been seven in a row. Yeah. So so they kind of took over them, but I don't think it was ever as extreme. Well, as not what, seven in a row. But that would have been uh, yeah, four seven in, a row. in nine years. Yeah, yeah. that would have been four in a row. Yeah. So. So, Nevertheless, I think the Knicks are not the Knicks. The Eastern Conference was never as as strong as I, not as strong. The Western Conference was never as weak as the Eastern Conference was. I would say five years ago when you had like these below five hundred teams making it a six seeds. But that's a big problem I've had with the NBA playoff structure as it is. But yes, the Eastern Conference is definitely creeping up though. You call you mentioned the Bulls as well. The Cavaliers, another rising young team that could definitely be in the mix. And again, if the Knicks trade for Donovan Mitchell, they're missing a star. The, the, the Cavaliers they have a, a growing young player that could be a star. But they need a star. They need a superstar. Just like the Knicks. They needed that guy. RJ is a growing star. But we don't know if he's going to become that superstar. Donovan Mitchell is a sure thing. 
He is a superstar in his league. So if the Knicks can get Donovan Mitchell, yeah, it puts them on edge where there'll be players that want to go play there, I, especially bringing Jalen Brunson. Yes. Jalen Brunson is a leader. Mm-hmm. He, uh, everything we've heard over there in Dallas, he was the leader of that team. It wasn't Luka Doncic. It was Jalen Brunson that was the leader of that right. team. And, it, it, and J.C. Kidd speaks nothing but high praise for a guy like Jalen Brunson. For the fact that Jalen Brunson wanted to come back home and play in New York tells you the type of player that he is. Mm-hmm. I also am more curious, too, if this kind of thing where – remember when the Knicks are going after KD and Kyrie three years ago? They were kind of attached to They weren't going the after hip. them. They were kind of attached to the They hip, were though. not going after KD. They didn't even give him an offer. They never were going after okay. KD. But they were thought of, It was a rumor. Too. Okay. They were thought of, too. Nevertheless, I, I, I don't think Donovan Mitchell or Jalen Brunson is attached to any other certain player at the moment where there's, it's going to hell hold back. Do you know that for back. a fact? Not that I know of. Donovan Mitchell hasn't been rumored of anything where they're why have... were Why was Ju- Julius Randle, Allen, Allen Houston, and Worldwide West at the Dallas and Utah playoff series? And by the way, we're talking with Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. No, I mean for I mean for a free agency type thing where the Knicks, obviously they were connected. Yeah, but Jalen Brunson was a free agent. Donovan Mitchell would be a trade in this case. And then if there was a third free agent that would want to come to the Knicks, what I'm saying is I don't think Donovan Mitchell has leverage in terms or not not, not leverage. Every player, every player in the NBA has leverage. Every one of them. Yeah, that was the wrong word. I I was I was more getting at the fact that. Free agents, there's another free agent spot for a max contract if they were to trade Julius Randle in a potential Donovan Mitchell. If Donovan Mitchell wants to go to the Knicks, he'll go to the Knicks. Mm -hmm. It's facts. That's the NBA. It's not the NFL. It's not the NHL. It's not even baseball. If, If a player says he only wants to play for this team, he won't play for anywhere, anybody else, you have to trade him there. Because if he goes to a team that he doesn't want to be, or play for, he could do whatever he wants on sitting the bench, causing ruckus, not really being happy over there with that organization. So if Donovan Mitchell wants to be a Nick, he'll be a Nick, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle, even if the Knicks are, don't have the salary room to get him. Right. And again, it might be a, a third team that gets in there, and they might even get some other assets from that too. I don't know. It, there's a lot of unknowns right now with this, but the fact that Quentin Grimes and Mitchell Robinson are the main centerpieces is definitely encouraging. They're not the main centerpieces. It's just only – that's a rumor. The main, the, the main source right now is Julius Randle because the only way this trade goes down is if Julius Randle's uh, contract comes off the board. There's no way this, this contract's going to go through, this trade's going to go through, if Julius Randle's contract's still on board. And that's why it makes it so weird. Because Julius Randle was the recruiter mm-hmm. to bring in these two guys. How did it make sense in the long run? Because they weren't trading RJ. They were never. They said he was untouchable. Right. So how were they going to bring him in? Now, if they could somehow fit... Donovan Mitchell with Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and J- Jalen Brunson. Watch out. The Knicks are going to be dangerous. Oh, yeah. Uh, Snug says, if Tim Duncan and David Robinson. But that can't a- happen, I don't think. No. I don't think it can. No, because no, because I think, no, Julius Randle's on a regular max contract. Unless yeah. R.J., they don't extend R.J. this year. Yeah, that would be the only thing. Because, yeah, this is, Randall, this is Randall's. Uh, this is Randall's last year, so then they could they could let him go and then extend Barrett. Is it his last year? I think he has two more no, years. No, I thought he had three. I thought he had three years on his contract. He signed it last year, didn't he? The year, the, so this was. The, oh, you're right. That's right. The new extension. There's two you're years. Right. You're right. I forgot about that. There's yeah, two so, years. Yeah, they would have to then trade him the next off season too, which then could get tricky. And 
yeah, that that would make it interesting. But yeah, I don't know if they could make that work in that case. Uh, Snug says, if you had, if Tim Duncan and David Robinson had a baby, would it be Dim Dobinson? D. Mitch to the Sixers to play with the running beer. They don't have enough room right now. Uh, Carl said Jared Cook to Tampa Bay, and maybe, I, possibly there. If if Grok doesn't come back, I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Uh, Snug says Anchor- we'll get into football a little later in the show. I promise. Snug says Anchorage Man and Gerard are tied. Both are excellent. Uh, what is this with the anchor man? He's snugging Jeff's favorite guest. Who cares? He's not on the show tonight. No, he's not on the show tonight. When we get him on again, you could tell him that you love him. <laughs> yes, and that is the case. Uh, Snug says, knowing the Knicks, they will release Randall. No, I don't think they'll release Randall. They can't release him. Because it would be too much of a, uh, it would be too much of a buyout. It would be they, too much of a cap hit. If they were doing it. Now, if the Knicks could, now, listen, if the Knicks really want Donovan Mitchell, and they, the only way they can get rid of Julius Randall is buy him out, they'll do it. I, I I don't I could see it if if James Dolan knows that Donovan Mitchell is a piece that they can, that can take them to the next level, they'll do it. They'll buy him out. And what they could do is they could buy out. They could really buy out buy him out and then bring him back on a lower contract. They could do that. I I, I don't think the Knicks are going to do it. But uh, again, if Donovan whatever the Knicks have to do to get Donovan Mitchell, that's what's going to happen. Any loudmouth shirts coming out? That's uh, a good idea. We should do. I, that. I, 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 know, I know you had the other your other company that you were trying to. With the, no, I haven't had a chance to start. No, that. I know. I was going to say you haven't had, you haven't had time. But Carl, I know it, we I, could do that. I know. I know if Errol were to start that up again, I'm sure he'd get through that shirt before Alex Slows got you his. You know what? I might do that. I can make the shirts myself. Make make, make Carl a shirt just to get it in before Alex. I can make my shirts. A year ago. I can make those shirts myself. I really could. I have everything to do it. That's a good idea, Carl. Maybe I'll do that and send it out to people because I, I know people want that. I had a friend of mine told me to send me a loud mouth shirt, but I, I haven't had a chance to even think about designing one. But that's a good idea. I, I think people like the show, and I, I think fans would absolutely love to wear those shirts. And I, I know the perfect colors for an orange shirt. Orange shirt with the logo. I think orange really is appealing. It stands out. I, I think it would be cool. There you go, Carl. The color of your Chicago Bears, a.k.a. your uh, dysfunctional football franchise. There's a lot of dysfunctional football uh, franchises, including my team, the Jets, over the years. I they're in better shape than the Bears are right now, though. Yes, I mean, because they have a GM that actually knows how to draft. And the Bears, I don't know what the hell they're doing, because they need wide receivers, and they draft, for some reason, tight ends. So it doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't make any two sense. Two secondary pieces, no offensive line. They drafted one offensive lineman last year. and In a few minutes, we're going to have uh, ex-New uh, York Giant, two-time Super Bowl champion, running back Brandon Jacobs. He will be joining our show. It's going to be fun. Brandon has never been on our show with video, so it, this will be fun. Something he, He's heard our voices a couple of times, but he's never seen us. So it will be interesting to see what uh, Brandon Jacobs is going to say. We'll get into a little bit of a Giants conversation of the NFC and his thoughts of where the NFL is moving with, obviously, some of these elite teams in the AFC. So uh, Brandon Jacobs will be joining us in just a few moments. But um, it, it's so interesting with the NBA and the way the NBA is work, the way the NBA works now, and, and, and the players run the league. As LeBron James has really changed the outlook of where this league is going and the transition of this league, not for the good but for the worse. And 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 now I I look at players like this, like DeAndre Ayton, which I understand the players deserve whatever money they get, are getting overpaid for for really not achieving the, the, the superstardom that he was supposed to be and supposed to come to as a Phoenix Sun when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. And I think that the upside is maybe something that could be leverage of 
the the Suns using him in that kind of in that kind of trade, but also for him to get the money that he wanted too. And that's that's what I think maybe the Pacers were banking on for the four years one thirty three. Now the Suns are going to have to match it in order to keep hope up for this trade. But still, that's what they're banking on at this point to maybe him to develop into that modern type big man. Because we were talking about it last week with all, a lot of our basketball guests. He's not was... going to transition into that. None of these guys at twenty three years old, the way they play the game, is ever transition into that. The only person I've ever seen transition into a shooting type of big man is Al Horford. Uh, Al Horford's a different beast. He's a different type of player. He has the wherewithal to try to change his game. DeAndre Ayton, is, his, he is who he is. He's never going to change. So keep saying that. It's never going to happen. Well, I, I would say I would just give it a chance. I would give it a chance happen. for somebody 23 in comparison to Al Horford who developed it How later, don't you though. want to bet he doesn't change his game? Depends on where he goes. I think with the Suns, he's not going to have to change his game because he is what he is for the Suns. I think if he stays with the Pacers or if he if the Pacers, if the Suns don't match the offer and he goes Pacers to the Pacers. Pacers aren't going to change They're going to have to. They're going to have to do that. I, I think Rick Carlisle could get something out of him. Rick Carlisle's not going to have his big man shooting threes. Not. Have you ever seen a Rick Carlisle a big man team ever do that? I've never. Go look at all the Rick Carlisle teams on Indiana before he went to Dallas and then went back to Indiana. I've never seen it. Never. Because yeah, he hasn't had to because they had Dirk. He's Dirk not, did it himself. Stop making an excuse. And Dirk Nowinski wasn't even really considered a big man. Okay, right. he wasn't. He was a piece of four. He was a, four, he was a power forward. Okay, a shooting power forward. But that's but that's what the league is now. They want more of those four types. DeAndre Ayton is not Dirk Nowinski. I didn't say he was. I'm saying he, if he develops at least part of that, he could be something, which I still think he's capable. Snug, you said Dirk Nowinski. We mentioned Dirk Nowinski. Here's the thing: DeAndre Ayton is not a four. He's a five. He is the five on that team. He has been a five since he's come into the league, and he's nothing like Dirk Nowinski. Ever was no, I don't. I'm not saying he's ever going to be that. I think you think that he's going to develop a three point shot. I think shot. he's going to develop not. a little bit. Watch, he's not a have you ever seen him shoot a basketball? Yes. Okay, and you think he has a shooting stroke? It's fine. It's no. for a big man. It's fine. I think it's not a shooting stroke. Go watch his shot again. He does not have a shooting stroke. I, I, again, it's not something that's how ever many be times have you seen game? him shoot a 17 foot jumper? I don't know the exact number. Maybe 17. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> Maybe 17. I guarantee, sure. I guarantee you, if, if you look up numbers right now, he probably hit 30 17-foot jumpers the whole season. For an NBA superstar. Yeah, it's, it's not much. I, I'm, it's not saying, good. I'm not saying he's not gonna, good. I'm not saying he's going to ever be like a Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic shooting threes, because they're both good at shooting threes. And even Carl Anthony They Thompson came into the league good at shooting threes. I don't think Embiid did. Embiid developed jo- jo- Jokic did, yes. Embiid and could shoot threes. Not, he, not early When he played on. for Kansas, when he played for Kansas, he was shooting threes. A little bit, but not a lot. Do you remember what he did in the, uh, you know, in the uh, Elite Eight? I they think didn't make the, it that year. I, I, the they Sweet Sixteen. They, I'm sorry. They Sweet got upset in the round of thirty-two. I'm sorry, right. Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, no, he he was he was never a, he was never the polished three-point shooter then. He was again. You don't have to be. At least he can hit it. De- I don't see it. How many times have you seen DeAndre Eaton shoot shoot a three-point shot? Again, he only shoots 0.5 per game. All so right, so know. that's not a lot. I was, I'm just saying we don't know. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying he's like Ben Simmons at it just because he doesn't do it. I think he's, he can't. That's why he doesn't do it. I don't think he needs to with Chris Paul and Devin Booker on there. I don't think he can even if they weren't on there. I, I, but again, I don't think he's been. Chris tested Paul in hasn't that kind been the thing. Chris Paul wasn't there the whole time when he came into the league. Chris Paul wasn't on that team. 
He no. still couldn't shoot threes. But they, but they, again, they had they had backcourt players that were capable of that, where they didn't need him to. Speedy, the, the stop Suns telling never, me, stop telling me and trying to sell me that he's going to develop a shot because he's not. He's not that type of player. His stroke is not that. I've watched this guy play. He has never had a stroke where he could become a shooter like that. He does. Al Horford did. Mm-hmm. Al Horford, when he came into the league, I remember when he played for Florida. He had a fadeaway jumper. His stroke was an NBA shooting stroke. He just needed to develop that shot and, and, and actually shoot it a little bit more with an arc. That was it. He doesn't have that. No, I'm not saying he's great. I'm just saying he's young, so there's still a chance that maybe good coaching could make it work. Good. It's not going to happen, so stop bringing it up. I think it could with the, you right, think it could. the right system. And I'm going to tell you 10 years from now it didn't Okay, because it's not. All right. Uh, Snug says, will you be offering a ban the beave or avoid woodland creatures or a Jeff is always right t-shirt? I doubt Jeff is not always right. I, I, I doubt Errol will ever make a Jeff is always right t-shirt. Jeff is never right. I, I don't know where you can say Jeff is always right. Jeff was telling me that I was a clown when I said Donovan Mitchell was going to be a Nick. And then all of a sudden I changed my thoughts. And now all of a sudden he could be on his way to the Knicks before the week's end. Hmm. Uh says Sam Perkins. Uh, Carl says, can you compare him to Marcus? Did he ever Embiid? coach? Did, did Carlisle coach Sam Perkins? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he did. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, Carl says, can you compare him to Marcus Camby? I think they're different skill types. No, he's better than Marcus Camby. Yeah. Defensively, he's not. Marcus Camby was an elite yeah, defender. That, 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 and an elite that rebounder. And, and, and DeAndre Ayton's a 10 rebounder. Marcus Camby was 14. He, he would some years he would average 13, 14 rebounds a game, so and and like two, three blocks a game. He was an elite defender. He was an all-world defensive player, Marcus Camby, and a Hall of Famer. DeAndre Ayton is not that, but he's got a better offensive style of game than Marcus Camby did. I remember when Marcus Camby came out from Mass, and he came into the NBA, and I remember who drafted him: Isaiah Thomas from Toronto. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah, say whatever you want about Isaiah Thomas. He is a good judge of talent in the draft. He drafted. Three Hall of Famers. Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, and Marcus Camby. To, so, answer, to answer your question, uh, no. He was not even close to draft uh, coaching uh, coaching Sam Perkins. Perkins played in the 80s for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, Carlisle started the coaching the Mavericks in 2008. We're not, talking, we're not talking about Seattle. We're talking about Rick Carlisle coaching a, a big man who could shoot threes. Not Sam Perkins. There were a lot of NBA players in the 80s and the 90s that could shoot. Um... Kevin McHale, who's a big, he was a big man, 6'11 type of guy. He was considered a big man. He could shoot threes. All right? Uh, Carl says, Marcus Camby, is he in the Hall of Fame? No, 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 not yet, but he is a Hall of Famer. He's an all-time, all-time world, all-world defensive player and a rebounder. Mm-hmm. Marcus Camby will go into the end. I, I don't know if he is. I, I think he was inducted. I, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. Look it up, Speedy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not honest. sure, but he will be a Hall of Famer. Marcus Camby is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Mark uh, Eaton shot threes. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know what that means, but I remember Mark Eaton. But uh, I don't know what he's trying to say on that. But it, it's interesting. We're still waiting for um, Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs. Yeah, I keep emailing him. I haven't gotten a hold of him, so we'll see. So we'll him. see what happens. Yeah, Marcus Camby's not in at the moment. No. Not in the Hall of Fame at the moment. But so I, 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 I do believe he'll be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was an elite defender. He's definitely going to the Hall of Fame. And Vince Carter, with the years that he's put in as one of the greatest jumpers in the NBA history and jump dunkers, and then Tracy McGrady's definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh, easily, yeah. So you have three guys right there, all drafted by Isaiah Thomas. He also drafted Derek Lee. 
He uh-huh. also, um, I, if I go through Isaiah Thomas's drafts, he's had good drafts. He's drafted good play. He's just a horrible judge of character for free agency. He was horrible at doing that. He, he, I remember bringing in Stephon Marbury when he was running the New York Knicks. That was a terrible move by him. Even in Toronto, he weighed out his welcome yeah. over there, too. He traded away Marcus Camby, which pissed off a lot of people. I think he traded him to Portland, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Classic Portland getting players later in their careers. Did he draft Jamal Crawford, do you know? Because right, he was, again... No. Okay, I wasn't sure because I know he came to the Knicks later when I started watching basketball, and he was always my favorite player because I know he bumped around different teams. Chicago so Bulls sure. drafted him. Okay, uh, Carl says Chicago Bulls. Carl says Manute Bull gets stroke from three, four decade player Vince Carter. Yes, one of the most impressive longevities you'll ever see for any sport. To Vince Carter, what he had, he only retired just two years. To ago. say that you, you you drafted three Hall of Famers or three to soon to be Hall of Famers, that tells you that you're a good judge of character. You you could find. You could find players in the draft. I could tell you a bunch of people, a bunch of GMs that couldn't find a lick. I, I mean, practically everybody that's run the New York Knicks couldn't find talent. I mean, in the draft. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen drafts that the Knicks have been top 10, and he never found a player yeah. in the last 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. They've and then, never. And then when they don't have the picks, they've had three first-round draft agents. picks. They've had three first-round draft picks, I remember, if, I, if, I don't, if I can remember, in the top 21, and they still couldn't find – not one of them turned out to be decent. Mm-hmm. Not one of them. So, I mean, yeah. Speedy, you like cutting me off. So when I'm when I when I stop, that's when you talk, and you can't talk. You you're quiet. You just like cutting me off when I'm talking. Anyways, we're we're still waiting for Brandon Jacobs. Uh, when he does come in, we'll go to a quick break, and we'll have Brandon Jacobs on talking a little football with him. But uh, yeah, so. Th- it's so very interesting how the NBA season is coming, you know, is starting to tr- translate to what we expect it to be. We didn't expect it to be um, early this season. So um, before we get uh, Brennan Jacobs on, I, I do want to get into some football. And uh, what did what did Carl say about football? What was the thing that he brought up? Uh, he was brought up Jared Cook potentially to the Buccaneers, I guess, if Gronk doesn't come back. Because now Gronk was saying now he wants to retire, then he doesn't want to retire. So... Now he wants to fully retire, even if Brady does call again. So it's an unknown now. So maybe they'll bring in Jared Cook as a blocking type tight end, I guess, at this point in his career. Now, obviously, I don't know if everybody's heard this because we're not in Arizona, that the talks have opened up with Kyler Murray. Reportedly, uh, he wants 40 to $42 million a year. He wants to be uh, paid as an elite quarterback in this league. And listen, I think Kyler Murray is one of the elite quarterbacks in this league. The problem with Kyler Murray is a lot of people are going to take shots at him of, of what he produced in the playoffs last year against the Super Bowl championship uh, team of the Rams. Which, listen, you can't attack somebody uh, after losing against a team that actually won the Super Bowl. Okay? So... Did Kyler Murray show up in that game? No. And then he he tried to beat around the bush and throw his team under the bus. He didn't really. He wasn't really a leader. And then he stopped. Friend, he unfriended the the Arizona Cardinals and some of the players on his team as a big baby. The Cardinals gave him what he wanted. Marcus, um, um, Marcus Brown or or Marcus Hollywood Brown. Brown, Hollywood Brown in the draft uh, after trading for him from Baltimore. That's his best friend. They bring him over there. They give him another weapon after Hopkins uh, obviously is suspended for six games for steroids. And now you you talk about Kyler Murray. He wants that contract. Now they should have given him that contract before the season before the season ended or right after the season ended because he deserves that kind of money. This guy is an elite quarterback. I believe that. Uh, the only problem with him is he's small. And if you give him an extension worth, you know, 
40 a year and you're, you're going to give him a five, six-year extension. you got to hope that this guy lasts for six years yeah. because of his size and mm-hmm. his mobility. Yeah, also, too, for his size, the injuries, too. He's, both of them have been in the second half of the season so far, and that's a concerning sign for a young team that really has failed to take that next step because they've crumbled a lot in the second half of the season because he's gotten a hurt. Now, obviously not all his fault. His offensive line was terrible his first two years coming into the league. So maybe having maybe having some better offensive linemen will help, and also a scheme maybe that could help him prevent him getting hurt. I, I mean, if you sit here today and you, and, and you try to compare and contrast some of the, the top quarterbacks in this league, does anybody think that Kyler Murray isn't a top 10 quarterback in this league? Yeah, he's top 10. I think he's... But that's not my question. Yeah. I'm not asking you. I'm asking the fans. If you look at all the quarterbacks right now in the league, does anybody not think that Kyler Murray is an elite quarterback? He is. Uh, if you're a top 10 quarterback, everybody says elite quarterbacks top five. I think elite quarterbacks are top 10. Guys that you can absolutely win every year with. And you go through the elite quarterbacks. Let's go. Tom Brady. Hmm. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Josh Allen now. Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert. I would say Deshaun Watson, but let's keep him out of it because he hasn't Burrow. played in two years. Who else? Burrow. Burrow. Uh, um, Lamar Jackson, would you put there? No, he's not an elite quarterback. He's the second tier. Yeah, he's the second that's tier. That's probably it then. No. I, you think Dak is? Because he's the other one. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I would say, I, I can't put Kirk Cousins as an elite No, he's kind of that second tier. He's kind of been that his whole um, career. Matthew Stafford, you think? Matthew Stafford, absolutely. Okay. Um, let me, let me, I'm trying to get the I would teams. say that's probably it, I would imagine. Speedy, you said that was it, and I just you just added another guy. So let, I'm trying to bring in, the, bring in the team so I can scope through the teams and and, and see the elites, but here we go. Uh, so with the Patriots, no. Bengals, Steelers, nope. Browns, Titans, Colts. I, I, Matt Ryan's still in league quarterback. Matt Ryan's still there. He's still there. He had thirty, almost 4,000 yards last year. He still threw 22, 22 touchdowns. He played for the Atlanta Falcons. I still think he could be elite. Derek Carr is an elite quarterback. Okay. Uh, Russell Wilson. We forget about him. Mm. Elite quarterback. Um, that's about it. All right, yeah, that's about ten. That's over ten. Yeah, that's over ten. Matthew Stafford. I'll we'll go over it again. Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, um, Burrow, Herbert, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, eight, and then yeah, the three you just said. Yep, that's eleven. It's eleven, eleven players. Kyler Murray is right there. He's he's to me he's a top top ten quarterback. So you do you pay a top ten quarterback? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, who I think is a good quarterback, he is. He is making more money than Kyler Murray is. And I and and like Jeff says, you can never attack somebody for thinking that he deserves that money and earned that money. Now Kyler Murray, he's been in the league for what three years now. Mm-hmm. He has been. As good when healthy, as good as any quarterback in the league. Now, in the second half of the season, he kind of dies down, gets tired. I don't know, gets injured because he uses his legs. But this guy is as, ac- as accurate as any quarterback in the league. If you look at his accuracy, he's amongst the league's top five, top six in the league. Uh, he's, he, does he have the arm strength of some of these quarterbacks, like a Josh Allen Patrick? No. But he still has a strong arm. I, I think he's there. I, I, I really do. And, and look at the wide receivers he was throwing to. Not last year, but the years before that. Yeah, they were all bad. They were all bad. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I mean, to take a shot at Kyler Murray and say that he doesn't deserve the $40 million, 
I could tell you a lot of other players that don't deserve it. How about Dak Prescott? Right. Does Dak Prescott deserve $42 million a year? Nope. I like Kirk Cousins. Does he deserve the uh, $40-something million he's made a year for the last couple of years with the uh, the Minnesota Vikings? I wouldn't say I would say no. No. So what is he saying? Errol's arguing Cousins making more than Kyler Murray. Show. Dumb he is. It's it's unreal and stupidity. Really. You can take a shot all you want, Jeff. Jeff, you know what's so funny? Jeff likes taking shots at me when I say something, my take on something. And then when I say something, it calls me a clown. And then it comes up that I wasn't a clown. He doesn't have anything to say. Jeff, you're the clown. You're the idiot. Everything that comes out of your mouth is stupidity. You're never right. And when you think you're right, you're wrong. Okay? And you like to call people clowns. You're the biggest clown of them all. No snug. Mac Jones is not an elite quarterback. Uh, Carl says, Kyler Murray seems to sulk around a bit. If you're good with that, then pay the man. Yeah, and it seems like the contract uh, situation is going a lot better with him now. I think that was mainly more of the beginning of it, where they were trying to keep other players. They were able to keep A.J. Green, and now they traded for Hollywood Brown, too, which is going to keep him happy at that point. Uh, Carl says, I'm not ready to say 10 quarterbacks in the league are elite. I feel like I, I, so I, Here's the way I look at elite, and I, I think people forget this. I think when I say elite, if any of these 10 quarterbacks were on any team, they have a chance to win if you have the right players around you. That's where I call elite. You want to say five players where they're elite, elite, fine. That's what you want to do. I, I look at when I say elite, I could take these 10 players and I put them on any team. If you put the right players around them, they're going to win. They're going to win. And that's what I mean by elite. All those players that we mentioned. Derek Carr. If you put him on the right team this year, you watch. Derek Carr's numbers are gonna fucking they're gonna shoot up. Mm. They're gonna shoot up. Oh, well, he played with all the receivers out last year. The Chiefs, obviously, even with the bad losing Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes is an elite player. He's gonna make everybody around him better. Even Matt Ryan, who's older, the Atlanta Falcons, they had nobody last year. Mm. Nobody. Okay? I want to mention, what, what's his name again? They'll play running back, play wide receiver. Cordero Patterson. Cord- Patterson. Yeah. I, I want to hear that because Patterson is not an elite player. He's not anything. It's, it, Matt Ryan still worked and, and, and played well with the team that he had around him. Carl says, just because players are making crazy money right now doesn't make them elite. It's affected the market. I don't think we were saying that. No. Errol's saying there's a lot more quarterbacks that make players around him better. Better. Which is absolutely That's right. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. These guys, are the quarterbacks that I mentioned, make everybody around them better. They make them better. Mm-hmm. Look at we were just talking about Derek Carr. Look at they lost Henry Ruggs the, to that whole DUI thing. Other receivers got hurt. They really had Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller was even hurt too at certain points of the season. They had Hunter Renfro and Fabian Moreau as his main target last year, and they still made the playoffs in a very tough AFC West with a bad offensive line. That's an example of making your guys around you better. Now, is it going to win all the time? Is it going to win Super Bowls all the time? No, you still want to have the targets to make it work, and that's what teams have learned now that have taken those next steps, especially in the AFC. But that doesn't mean the quarterback is Carl gets it. Why don't you, dummy? You're the dummy. You're the idiot. You don't get nothing. Jeff, I'd love to see you have any athletic ability to play in any kind of sport. You say you were a professional golfer. <laughs> I, I got I to see you play golf before you can say that. And Derek Carr is not elite. Here's the thing. Again, I'm not – understand this, Carl, because you're not getting what I'm trying to say here. When I say elite, that quarterback, these 10 quarterbacks that I mentioned, 
If you if you put them on a mediocre team, they make everybody around them better. That doesn't make them a championship team. They make them better. Now, Derek Carr, you put him on the Jets right now, Derek Carr is going to make those players better. Why? Because he knows how to win. And he understands how to make the team and the players around him better. Now, I'm not saying he's going to win a Super Bowl with them. I'll tell you this. Drew Brees was a lead player. How many championships did he win? One. Oh, t- uh, not Tom Brady. Uh, Peyton Manning. He was an elite player. How many championships did he win? Technically two, but didn't play great in either of those Super Bowls. I, I can name a bunch of quarterbacks that won. That, I can name quarterbacks that are elite, that would consider elite, that never won a championship. Dan Marino thought of as a statistically best quarterback ever. Never won a championship. Went to a Super Bowl his rookie year. Never, never went since. Oh, you want to make a bet? If Derek Carr was on, if Derek Carr was on the Chicago Bears this year, he would make them much better than Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. How would you not think that? Justin Fields is a phenomenal player. He's a good player. He still needs to figure things out. Derek Carr is a veteran who understands how to win, even with injuries. Last year, they were playing with injuries all season. They oh, made yeah. the playoffs. With they an almost in- won, too. <laughs> with an interim coach, too. I forgot about that. How could you say that Derek Carr isn't a great player? You don't think Derek Carr is a top-ten quarterback? I, that's all I'm saying. When I say elite, okay, you guys are looking at, like, the Tom Brady's Aaron jo- Aaron. Um, Aaron Rodgers, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, and uh, Russell Wilson, whatever. You, you want to call them elite? Fine. Because they won Super Bowls because they've made teams better. All the quarterbacks that I mentioned, including Kyler Murray, they have made their teams better. Carl says they have a miserable offensive line and a miserable defense now. That's fine. We're not saying that we're not they're making them a playoff that. team. We're saying Derek Carr would make them not the... One of the five worst teams in the NFL. If he was there, why is it? Why is it when everybody tries to take words out of my mouth, make it seem like I'm I'm foolish for saying what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're elite where they're going to win. I'll name a bunch of quarterbacks that were considered elite that never won a Super Bowl. Okay, that's not what I'm saying, Carl. What I'm saying is that if I put Derek Carr on the Jets, he'll make them better. If I put Derek Carr. On the Jaguars, he'll make them better. Right. He, you could put these quarterbacks on any other team in the NFL; they'll find they'll make them better. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to make them a Super Bowl contender. I mean, everybody for years thought Matthew Stafford was a good quarterback. He played for the Lions, the bad Lions team, but his numbers were pretty damn good. As a matter of fact, amongst the league's best, he had a five thousand yard season in two thousand eleven. Amongst the league's best, and his team couldn't get more than eight wins. <laughs> Made the playoffs. Had one playoff appearance as a lion. Okay, they, they got screwed out of one playoff win by the Cowboys, but I think they only made the other made the playoffs like two other times, like a scrappy wild card. He says, "Please use different words for elite." When I say elite, top ten players in the league, top plan quarterbacks in the league, that's elite to me. There are thirty-two teams in the NFL. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Thirty-two teams. So out of thirty-two teams, out of I guess each team has two quarterbacks. These 10 quarterbacks are the best of the best. I think he's trying to separate the difference between elite and maybe guys that are going to be on an all-pro team. Like, statistically speaking, you're not expecting somebody like Derek Carr or somebody like even Matthew Stafford when he was with the Lions. Now with the Rams, he might with all the weapons he has. But You want me to use a different word? Fine. What do you want? What kind of word? Uh, 
top quarterbacks in the NFL? I mean, I look at elite. It, it, other people use the word elite differently than I do. Do you want to differentiate superstar and star, maybe? Is that maybe what you're going They're for? They're superstar. There are superstars. Okay. All ten of them are superstars. I don't care what anybody says. Derek Carr is a superstar. He is a superstar. And people don't give him the credit that he deserves. Let's look at Derek Carr's numbers, okay? Uh, Speedy, bring up his numbers. Mm -hmm. Bring up his numbers, and you tell me. Match it up with Russell Wilson, okay? Russell Wilson, who's considered a superstar. All right, Derek Carr last season. uh, 23 touchdowns, had 14 interceptions, threw for almost 5,000 yards. 4,804 yards. And was ten and seven last year. What is his numbers of his career? How many years did he play? He's he's in his eighth year in the. He played eight years in the league. Okay, he remember has, he he missed a year because he missed of his a year ACL. with the injury. Yes, one hundred ninety three touchdowns in his career, eighty five interceptions, thirty one thousand seven hundred passing yards, completing sixty five percent of his passes in his career. Let me ask you this question: How old is Derek Carr? Derek Carr is thirty. Okay, Derek Carr is probably, by the time his career is over, is going to throw probably between 300 and 350 touchdowns. Is that a Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. That's a Hall of Famer. I would say so. That's a Hall of Famer. And uh, Russell Wilson, a lot more touchdowns, 292. Yeah, he also But played. the passing yards are very similar, 37,000. How many years did Russell Wilson play? Russell Wilson played two more years than Derek Carr. Okay. And, and started uh, right how away. Many, uh, how many touchdowns does he have? Uh, 292. So it's about 100 more. So yeah, obviously he's better. Well, he but missed the passing yards. Derek are, Carr missed a year, right? Again, so that okay. could, that could be thirty touchdowns. Okay, possibly, definitely could be thirty touchdowns if Derek Carr or has twenty five. Yeah, if Derek Carr has like top notch seasons three times, yeah, definitely could happen. And with the team that he has now, he's going to have a hell of a lot more touchdowns. Oh yeah, than he ever easily. Okay, so with no playoff wins, uh, again, uh, you're. Derek Carr is going to win playoffs. He's going to get he's going to get into the playoffs with his team, and they're going to win. I I didn't say he's a Hall of Famer now. He will be a Hall of Famer if he throws 300, 350 touchdowns. Russell Wilson is he a Hall of Famer? Yes, he, I would say so. He's a Hall of Famer. He's won two Super Bowls or one Super, one Bowl, Super Bowl. One Super Bowl. Who's on the phone? Jeff. All right, put him through. Let's let's hear this guy. Yes. All right, Arrow. All right, Arrow. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I I think if I'm getting this correctly, mm-hmm. Carl's point would be mm-hmm. you can't have 33 percent of the league be elite. Is Derek Carr? And listen, I'm agreeing with you on Derek Carr. You could put him a lot of places and he would be better. So we're in agreement on that. Mm-hmm. If you put him on the Chiefs, would he make the Chiefs better than Patrick Mahomes makes him? I don't know. How do we know that he couldn't? If, if you put him on the Buccaneers, does he make the Buccaneers better than Tom Brady makes them? Well, Tom Brady's different. You, you can't really put him in the if same you category. If you put him on the Packers, does he make the Packers better than Aaron Rodgers makes them? Uh, those are the two best players, two best quarterbacks in the NFL. But this is what I'm saying. You're, you're, what you're doing is you're picking some of the worst places that he could go and say, oh, he'd make that team better, so he makes teams better. Yeah, he would also make other teams worse. Well, hold on one second. You say 33% of the league. There's more than... It is. There's 32 teams, and you're saying 10 are elite. That's 33% of the league. Now, when I say elite, it's not elite where... Listen, even the elite quarterbacks in the league, okay? You want to... Give me the five elite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Uh, I'm going to say Tom Brady because uh, yes. this is in no no particular order. All right, go ahead. Give it to me. One through five. Give it to me. Tom Brady, he's the best of all time. Mm. He's still killing it at 45. Fine. Okay. All right. Aaron Rodgers, okay. no doubt. All right. I, I would say Patrick Mahomes. Okay. It, now, uh, there's a rub to this question. Are we including Deshaun Watson in this? Yeah. Why not? 
I would say Deshaun Watson is in that. Never category. won a Super Bowl. Go ahead. I'm just saying. I, I could, just saying. I could. Th- I could. I could throw Matthew Stafford in this conversation. Just won a Super Bowl for the first time in his career. He played in Detroit. Well, all right. Of all, the fact that he made it. We just said that too. As long as he, the fact that he made it as long as he did it in Detroit should speak to how great he is. Because normally, when quarterback and you've talked, we've talked about this before. Normally, when quarterbacks get drafted into horrific situations, they're out of the league in three years. Yep. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Matthew Stafford made it that long should tell you something about his abilities. Right? And I'm not taking and, shots at that either. I think Matthew Stafford yeah. deserves all the credit in the and, world. And I'm not even going to include some of the young guys. While they've been impressive, I want one more than one or two good years. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're talking about Burrow, Herbert, guys like that, yeah. And, and while I think they're all better than Derek Carr, Derek Carr's done it longer, so he deserves some credit. I'm looking at it with... with... I understand what you're saying about the elites. You want to pick five guys. to, be, In my view of top-end quarterbacks, I think that if you put them on any other team, they'll find a way to make that team better. And I, But he, but he wouldn't make other teams better because you, you just said if you put them on any other team, he would make them better. He wouldn't make any other team better. He wouldn't because we're just talking about does he make the Packers better? And you went, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best. Yeah. So no. So your answer you can just say no and that's okay. Just say no. There's only two teams. I think he can make I think he could play just as good as Patrick Mahomes can does, with the team does, that he had. Does he what do you, if you put him on the Bills, does he make the Bills better or is Josh Allen better? Honestly, I I think Derek Carr is right there with Josh Allen. I just don't think he gets Josh, the credit. I mean, Josh Allen is doing Josh, things and making, yes, making but, that Bills team so much better. And he has Josh Allen has has had better weapons than Derek Carr's ever had. Come on. What are you talking about? He would, Don't he bring up Darren Waller because Darren Waller, he had, when he does play, he's he, not 100% he healthy. Had, but he had nothing until Diggs was there. He's only had Diggs for one season. Oh, Diggs has been there for three years. Two seasons. And, Almost and, three and, years and, now. And Josh Allen's skill set is much better. Josh Allen can run. Josh like Allen's teams. numbers when Diggs wasn't there was not great. Okay. Was not that team wasn't great. And Derek Carr, if you look at his numbers, even without quarter, uh, without wide receivers, they were good. He, he should have won the MVP before he tore his ACL. Twenty sixteen, yeah, he would have won the MVP. Right, right who was he throwing? It. Who was he throwing to? It was Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree that year. And then I, I know I forget Amari, who Amari Cooper was wasn't hundred percent healthy don't, that don't year. Don't get the right. beef riled up. That's the great Amari Cooper. <laughs> no, Amari Cooper wasn't hundred percent healthy that year. I think he played nine games, yeah, ten games something that like year. that. Yeah. He didn't even play that no, year. No, that was Crabtree's year. That was his best year. And I'm, forget- and I'm forgetting the stretch that he was there, but Deshaun Jackson was also there for a, for a stretch. He was there. only there for a little bit last year. He wasn't there for 2016. He was not, he was not there in 2016. I mean, what, 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 what Derek Carr did that year was f- sensational, and, and he got that money at the end of the year, if Listen, you remember. You're, 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 you're taking this sideways because I already said that I agree I know you, what uh, you said. About Derek Carr, he would make a lot of places better. There's also a bunch of places he doesn't make better. Again, I don't know, you know, if I put him over there in KC or I put him over there in, you know, New York on any of the New York teams or Miami. Is, is he, But I do – I've seen enough of Derek Carr, what I've seen with the players that he's thrown to, where he has played well and he has dominated. And I, there are other – Kyler Murray, you put him on any other team right now. Do I think he can win with them? Yes, because of his ability and his talent. The only thing that what, scares me – underhanded interceptions in his own oh, end zone? Come on. You, are you talking about the playoffs? Are you talking about that game? Come on, John, I, Jeff. I mean, he got, I mean, he was a deer in headlights, no? I'm sorry. What, did Carl, what is Carl saying right now? But why do you know for some teams but not for others? Again, D- 
Derek, I'm not sitting here. I brought up a conversation, Carl. It's not something that I was thinking about going, scoping through teams. What I have seen, Carl, on what Derek Carr has done on the teams that he has been on, good and bad, that he has made everybody around him better. He's been, he's been a really good player. Here's the problem with that. There's been other guys that have had equally as crappy weapons as he's had, and they've consistently made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me a team. Give me a it. give me a quarterback. Russell Wilson. He's Russell. Done, he's done. He's done really well with crappy weapons. Uh, Russell Wilson won that Super Bowl because of their defense. Let's and, and a running back that ran over people. All right. Let's not get into Russell Wilson and why he won that title. It had nothing to do with Russell Wilson. Nothing but, but to do Russell with Russell Wilson has performed terrifically. Okay. With crappy. With okay. Crappy okay. Before. Since that Super Bowl that they won and going to the Super Bowl that they should have won, which, by the way, even which in that, they didn't. Which they, they, didn't. they didn't win. And 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 the reason why they they got to that Super Bowl was because of their defense and uh, Marshawn Lynch. If you remember that, yeah, I think he had fourteen, fifteen hundred yards. Marshawn and he, Lynch was the yeah. He, he was, was a beast. Terrific. Right. Okay. Right. All right. right. Ever right. since right. then, when those guys were gone and that defense was gone. What did Russell Wilson do? What did he do? What did Russell Wilson? What did do? he do? Dude, he's been an All-Pro quarterback. That's great, great. And look at the look at the wide receivers he has thrown to. Tyler Lockett. He's he's terrible. Is he that bad? No, I, I you know he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay, uh, how about the guy that they have on the other side? Is he is he pretty good? DK Metcalf. Yeah, you don't even like. DK I don't Metcalf. like him. Like, I don't like him. But know. everybody they considers him. Everybody considers they him know. good. Everybody you considers know. him good. You I don't. Know. I don't. Right, but the, but this right, but hold on. This is this is what you do, right? You go, well, everyone else considers him good, so he must be good. And then when someone else makes a point, you'll go, that's not true. He's terrible. No, I don't. No, I don't. Jeff, it's not show. true. You bringing this is so funny. When I say something on this show, and I get attacked for what I say, I take back. I have taken back. When I attack you for saying something, you never take back what you say. You That's sit there and you attack me I again. Say, I hate Michigan. Yeah, well, great. <laughs> you hate Michigan. What is Carl done? Carl, you say, what is Carr done? Again, I'll go back to Dan Marino. Dan Marino was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. What did he do? What did he do? Did he win a Super Bowl? Look, my only point was you cherry pick. This is this is the problem. You That's any pick. sports radio show. Yes, no, I cherry no, pick, no, no. and I attack no, right. my teams. Right? No, no, no. And you did a good job of pointing out the terrible teams that if Derek Carr went to, he would make them better. And I'm agreeing in agreement with you. But saying that he's elite, I think the elite guys can go anywhere and make that team as good, if not better. Right? Because if Brady and Rogers switched, I think that's kind of a push, like an equal kind of lateral move. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if you're elite, you go everywhere and make them better. Derek Carr doesn't do that. You can't put Derek Carr on Green Bay and say that he would be he would have him playing better than Aaron Rodgers has him playing. That he's not elite. Carl says Russell Wilson made the playoffs and won since the last time you discredited the Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, but here's the thing though: since 2015, which is I think the first year where he became the main focal point of the offense, because Marshawn Lynch was hurt a lot that year, and he had that big second half. He has he, never been to an NFC title game where he was the focal point. No, he never. They have won one playoff game, and that was against the Lions. So not really a great Please. resume on that. Please, and I'm not saying that De- Derek Carr is Russell Wilson. I'm not saying that. No, but I, I'm saying. I when I look at elite, okay, and I'm not uh, okay. My my word for elite is is that I if I took ten players, ten quarterbacks in this league, I'll take any one of those ten quarterbacks. Now, obviously, Tom Brady. Consider thirty three percent of something elite. 
in my words, because because even with elite doesn't mean that having an elite player right. make helps you right. win. But elite is rare. Elite is is rare. So I would say elite is. Speedy, do me do, look up the def- definition of elite All in right. every kind of way. Okay. Okay. Because elite's the pinnacle. Elite's the top of the tippity top. Elite uh, meaning. I got your brain in such a blender, you're going hey, to son. Western All right, to Oxford Language Dictionary definition. Mm-hmm. A select group that is superior in terms of quality, ability, or quality to the rest of a group or society. Right, to the rest of the group, which Derek Carr is not because he's not superior to the rest of the group because there's other teams he goes to that he wouldn't make better. <laughs> so he's not superior to them all. So he's not elite by definition. Thank you, Oxford. Okay. There are other things. Nouns sometimes functional. Uh, the most powerful, rich, gifted, educated member, group, community, etc. He's dumb as a rock, so he's not <laughs> smart or gifted. He's dumb as a rock. He, first of all, you're not going to convince me anyone that went to Fresno State is gifted. He's dumb as a rock. Ah. Okay, oh, who makes Denver better, Wilson or Carr? I don't know. Uh, actually... I w- in that offense, I I would start pushing towards Carr. I I, I want to see what Wilson could do in how an about, offense like how that. About I, how about I instead of the A B option, how about I give you a C option? Who mm. fucking knows? Because they're always so hurt at receiver. Maybe no one can help them be better. Mm. Well, Russell Wilson, I would say, I, he's very scheme proof because how often Seattle changed their coordinators and all that. Yeah. But I because I don't trust Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach really, but. Derek Carr has also done that too with interim coaches, with all the whole John Gruden debacle, with them rebuilding the way they did in 2018, and had those they traded pretty much everybody. It just really started from scratch. I would say about three years ago, before he tore his ACL, people were saying he was a top five quarterback in the league. Let's let's, let's be fair to Drew Locke in this situation. I realize he's not elite or in this conversation or whatever, but let's just be fair to Drew Locke for one second. Okay, Drew Locke was in a fight. With one hand tied behind his back mm-hmm. because all of those receivers in Denver were all hurt all the time. Cortland Sutton, a hundred torn ACLs. Jerry Judy got a hangnail and he sat out for weeks. Um, uh, uh, Deshaun Hamilton mm-hmm. always hurt. So how was anybody supposed to look like anything? Like we, we don't know what that Denver offense is or isn't because they're always hurt. Again, and I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with the points that you made over there because you're right on a lot of things that you've said. And everybody keeps saying, obviously, we know Carl doesn't like Derek Carr because he's trying to find any possible way to say that he's not anywhere close to elite. And that's your opinion. My well, opinion Derek is Carr's leaning towards elite just because he didn't go to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at his not. All right, I, I'm just I'm just looking at straight up numbers. His first his first four years were right. fantastic. They were fantastic. That's, that's that's terrific. But you went to the definition because you were like confused about it, mm-hmm. and now that you got the definition of what elite is, it ain't Derek Carr. He's not. He doesn't anywhere he went. He wouldn't make them better than some of these other guys. All of the guys that would go to any team and improve them are the elite ones. Speedy, do me a favor. That ain't Derek Carr. Look at Tom Tom Brady's first eight years as a quarterback. Look at Aaron Rodgers' first eight years as a quarterback, and look look at those guys. I I I want to see their first eight years and compare them to Derek Carr's first eight years. Okay, I just want to look at. Make sure you make sure you throw in make sure you throw in three Super Bowls for Brady. That's fine, but it wasn't only Brady that did it. 
Okay. Oh, so now it's not only no. Brady that did it, no. but you not that uh, the two I, Super I Bowls that they won. First I, of all, you know what I feel about. They won three in his first in his all first right. eight years, and two of them were really all about the defense. It wasn't about the offense. All right, Tom Brady. So two thousand one to two thousand nine. This was because two thousand eight. I just want to. I want to know the numbers. Two hundred twenty-five touchdowns, ninety-nine interceptions in the first eight years. Yeah, the first eight years starting. He didn't start at two thousand. Okay, so okay. two hundred twenty-five. He missed half of the season. All right, what's well, fine? Okay. Thirty-eight thousand. So did Derek Carr. He missed the whole season. Thirty-eight thousand. 30,838 passing yards, completing 63.4% of his passes, and a quarterback rating of 93.4. Okay, so Derek Carr, his first eight years, 31,700, 193 touchdowns, how many 85 interceptions, and the completion is uh, passing rating 92.4. So I mean, worse. That, what are you talking They're so almost worse. identical. They're almost almost identical. identical. Almost identical isn't identical. Oh, stop, Jeff. And you're forgetting the other number. The Super Bowls. The Super Bowls. No, no, no. no, no. Let's not even just do Super Bowls. Playoff victories. How many playoff wins? Let's let's throw playoff stats in there. Not just regular season stats. How many coaches did Derek Carr have so far in eight years? Stop at least terrible. at least three, maybe four. I'm four. trying to think. Yeah. I'm trying to four. think if there was yeah. anyone before four. Del Rio. And how many coaches did Tom Brady have one in eight years? <laughs> and and, and, and arguably the greatest coach of all time. Hold on. Do you do you want to know a lot of that has to do with mm, what winning? When your quarterback wins, your coaches don't get fired. Uh, you know, it also has so something Derek to do with their defense, which was a top five defense so for like Derek six Carr out of those eight years. Derek Carr is responsible for shit canning four coaches. How many coaches did Brady shit can? Carpenter just hit another home run. None. I'm just saying. Carpenter, None. Matt Carpenter hit a two run. None. Home. No right. coaches shit canned because of Brady. Zero. Squad douche. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, eight years, 2018, 2008 to 2016, 296 touchdowns, 71 interceptions, completing 65.2% of his passes, 36,498 passing yards, and a QBR of 104.5. But this is what's funny about this. You're going to numbers now, and, and this is why you're such a numbers monkey, and I make fun of this whole thing. Yeah, God. It's because now you're trying to go to numbers to compare the two when even you are admitting if you put Derek Carr on the Packers, he makes them worse. Because it's Aaron Rodgers. I, I can't really, you know, Wait, argue so just, that. So just say you agree and move on. No, because I don't. I don't. Because I, I, besides Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I think he's as good as any quarterback in the league. You, will you open this can of worms, Speedy? Go back to Oxford. Give me the definition of elite one more time because I don't think Errol quite heard it. You have to be as good or better than the rest of your peers. A select group to... that is superior in terms of ability or quality to a the select rest of a group, group of group of society. Right, of group. Right, right. That is of superior quality to your peers as speedy. And is he of superior quality to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? The answer is no. Not elite. Thank you, Oxford, once again, because you're So the you're one saying one there's only two elite quarterbacks in the whole NFL. Go anywhere and make any team better. All right, that's two. That's two. That's two. Right. That's true. Probably Patrick, probably Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes will not do that. I, I want to see what I want to see probably. Patrick Mahomes this year okay. without Tyreek Hill okay. and a worse offensive line. Let's see what oh, they oh, do this year. Well, well, there's another. Well, there's other guys out there. Probably, I think. Uh, listen, the two years off is going to be a thing. But I think until this point, we agreed that Deshaun Watson probably could go anywhere and make that team better. Probably, but we still probably. don't know for that. We don't well, know that for okay, sure. Well, Right, but until he proves it wrong, that's a plate in two years. Still, our opinion of it, correct? 
I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I think most okay. people thought so, of him as top five. Right. Yeah. Right. Would, would, you, would you agree Matthew Stafford, if he went anywhere, makes them better? Yeah. So there's another one. Would you agree anywhere Russell Wilson go, he makes them better? I don't to know. Be determined. I don't know if Matthew. I, I I would say Matthew. I would put Matthew Stafford right there with Derek Carr. If I put Derek Carr on that Rams team, do they win the Super Bowl? I think they could. I think they could have. They, they could, but Stafford did it. Yes, he did it. And I think if Derek Carr was on a team like that, they could have done it. And with a coach like that, okay. So 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 maybe not Stafford. Okay, maybe I'll I'll go with it. Fine, maybe not Stafford. I, if you you want to talk about elite, if, if you're if you're saying anybody, there's only two quarterbacks that I can guarantee that are going to go to another team and make them better. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. If that's the what you way you want to call elite, that's fine. But my yeah, but elite, there's, but there's all, there's been other guys nah, who just agreed. Nah. And Deshaun Watson has done that up until this point of his career. But I I don't know. I mean, we can assume that, but. We don't know if Deshaun Watson could do that. We well, have to see what he well, does listen, with the Browns. Right, but here's, but here's the – we don't know what Derek Carr is going to do this season. Maybe Derek Carr lays an egg this season. So we don't know what we haven't seen. We're just saying up until this point, you would have agreed. Uh, yes. Here's my, here's my prediction with Derek Carr this year, and I can't wait until it happens so I could stick it down everybody's throat that, you know, mocks Derek Carr. You ready to hear this? Again, Derek I Carr. I haven't been mocking Derek Carr. Uh, I, not you, but everybody that. else that don't like Derek Carr. Derek Carr – is going to have 35 touchdowns. He's going to throw 12 interceptions, and he's going to have close to 5,000 yards this year. I, I, I have, I have, uh, I would take a slight issue with that. I like Derek Carr. Okay, like w- w- I'm in agreement with you. This is I'm trying to be on your side a little bit here. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, that division has gotten so stacked on defense. I don't know if he can do that. I think with the elite players that he has the and the Chargers, weapons. The Chargers went and got uh, J.C. Jackson to play opposite of that other meatball. If Jacobs. And, and, if Jacobs and, they, and, and they went and got Khalil Mack at linebacker, right? The Raiders stacked up on defense. The Raiders have. Uh, no, they're not going to be playing Jones. against Derek Carr. What do the Patriots no. love to do? What do the Patriots love to do? Win. <laughs> what do the Patriots love to do offensively? Run the ball, baby. Run the ball and do what? Short passes. Make right. the wide yeah, receivers, yeah. make the players. It's, about, it's a possession game. Exactly. Now, if you look at the team right now, what Derek Carr has, with the running back that they have, which the Patriots have never <laughs> had an elite running back as good as Jacobs. Let's let's okay, let's false, argue that. Okay. Let's argue that. Okay. False, but okay. Uh, who's better? Who, who's as good as Jacobs that's played on the Patriots? Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon was not better than Jacobs. Corey Dillon was a good player. I remember when he played for the Bengals. He was a good player. He was. He, he, Curtis he, Martin. I would say, yes, but at the time, I don't know. Martin's all-time great now. Yes, yes, with the Jets. I mean, he played two years with the Patriots. What are you talking about? He played four years. Did he play with four years? Did he play four years with the Patriots? I thought so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was drafted by the Patriots, and he was let go after. Was it? Was it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't don't know. Uh, How long did he play? How long did he play with the Patriots? Find that out, Speedy. Mm -hmm. Just find that out. I would, I'm not I, sure. I would argue. I would argue. Maybe three. Antoine Smith it was three years with the Patriots, three ninety-five to ninety-seven, and he was three. great all four of those years. Or yeah. he was great his first two, good his, his third year with the Patriots. Fourteen touchdowns. Both I would of the say Curtis. Curtis Martin. That's it. <clears throat> Curtis Martin. That's it. Corey did. But again, it's also an unfair comparison, right? Because you're going to want to go uh, by numbers again. And the fact. Oh, the I'm not going with numbers. Old, not going with numbers. The matter, right? But the fact of the matter is, the Raiders only use one running back for the most part. And the Patriots use five. Well, we don't know if that'll change with McDaniel's there, though. Too. It's not going to change. He's going to run that dude into the ground. 
Well, I'm not saying I believe in him to do that, but if he adjusts a little bit to the, what they bring from the Patriots. Speedy, what I want you to do, but I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry to cut you off. Speedy, I want you to write to Brennan Jacobs and tell him that we'll have to reschedule with okay. him because yeah. I know he's uh, – Yeah, he might not also, be feeling well. I told you he was sick a little bit yeah. at the beginning. All right. Also, I would, I would uh, point this out as well. Josh McDaniels. You would like to bring up Josh McDaniels? Let's mm-hmm. talk Josh McDaniels. Yeah. He's a terrific offensive mind. You know what he's terrible at? Mm-hmm. Being a head coach. Yeah, but he's only been a head coach one time. And he was only there, what, for a year? And he was awful. Was yeah, for, for Broncos, yeah. So Right, So, but, but hold on. So now I want you to apply the same logic that you've applied with. with he was horrible. Uh, I don't know how horrible he was. I think he won nine he games that year. He won nine games he that year. Terrible. Right? Yeah, dude. He, he made the playoffs with Tebow when they were 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, yeah, they made the playoffs. responsible for drafting Tim Tebow. What <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, everybody hates Tim Tebow, but he, you know, he, he, did, he did take him to the playoffs and win a playoff game against the uh, Nope, the, nope, ba- sorry. We're not giving the any Steelers. credit for that. Yeah. Because- <laughs> I remember that. I picked that. Everyone thought I was crazy. <laughs> we're not giving any credit for that because guys don't get credit for that. Because when I mentioned playoff victories, when it came to Derek Carr, you wanted to brush that aside. We need to I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Tim Tebow. You would say right. everybody says Tim Tebow was terrible. He's he's not a he terrible. terrible. He never got he a chance terrible. to. He won one year and then he became a backup and then wind up almost becoming a tight end for the New York Jets because he was terrible. Let's put it this way. He so wasn't accurate. In, let's put let's put it this way. So far in the history of the league, he's the only guy that's been worse than Tua. <laughs> Why is that? How you derive the Hawaiian Tebow nickname? <laughs> now it all makes sense. Full circle. Ryan Leaf. Developed a drug habit watching Tim Tebow play football. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Aaron Hernandez single handedly got CTE from banging his head against the wall from watching Tim Tebow play football. I mean, Jeff, you do have a point for 2011. He completed 46.5% of his passes. Dude, do you know how bad 46, completing 46% of your passes is? Do you know how actually bad that is? How bad is it? It's awful. It's all-time awful. Show me a quarterback that's completed a worse percentage than that. I don't know. I, 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 I can't. Exactly. I'm, I don't know. I don't know by, hand, not by you know, you thought. I have to look half, it up. And by the way, this is what makes it even worse, is he only completed half of his passes, and they were all screen passes. Mm. That's Cam Newton bad. Well... Again, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to get you know dig deep that, in this. That, the the, th- the thing that you're praising Tim Tebow for beating the Steelers in overtime—that was a four-yard slant. The wide receiver did all the work. Oh, yeah. Still had to make the throw. He's had to throw it four yards, and by the way, that might have been the only pass he completed all night. Oh come on, we've seen Tom Brady get credit bring, for four-yard passes and touchdowns bring, to win the game. Bring up the stats from that game. He had that was his only three hundred yards. Bring up the stats, passing. He got bring no, up the stats. No, I don't know why it matters. That that was the, his only three hundred yard passing game, and eighty of them were in overtime on that one play. So he threw three hundred yards, and you think that was bad? But eighty of them were in overtime. That whole game, he had thrown for a hundred and ninety something yards. All right, and we've seen co- good quarterbacks like Peyton Manning and not play well in the playoffs. He was ten was... for twenty-one for three hundred sixteen yards terrible. and two touchdowns. Three hundred sixteen yards for ten for twenty-one. That... Eighty of them were in overtime on that one pass that Demarius Thomas did the, all the work. Okay, so he completed 
nine passes the rest of the game. Nine. He completed nine passes in a football game. And come on. And, and Jeff, you know that the Patriots have been known to throw those 10 or 4-yard slants that get them. Get Tom right. Brady 20 yards, right. 30 yards, and his numbers get... Tom Brady get... completes more than nine passes in a game. I, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that Tim Tebow is Tom Brady. That's a playoff game where you completed nine passes. You're attacking, you're attacking Tim Tebow because he's not accurate. And you're not giving Tim Tebow any credit for being 10 for 21 and still getting 316 yards. When, I, you know. What are you talking about? Give him credit. That's all people want to do is give him credit. He gave that one dumb speech in Florida and everyone wanted to build a statue. Dude, 10 people from that offense went to the NFL. Ten of them. Mm-hmm. He wasn't any good. He was a product of other people being better. Mm. <laughs> Go back and look at that team. He had the two pounds he's blocking for him. He had uh, Riley Cooper. He had uh, Aaron Hernandez, Jeff Demps, Percy Harvin. Uh, the list can go on and on and on, and that's just on offense. All right, and I want to I want to get off football because we still have a lot of hockey to get into. And uh, uh, again, I know I, one of my friends actually was looking Please. forward. Looking forward to the Brandon Jacobs interview. Uh, Brandon Jacobs has been he has been sick all week. He we were told that he was going to come on tonight. Uh, I guess he couldn't make it tonight. Yeah, he was... actually just responded. Uh, he actually said, "Oh, it just slipped my mind." He so he is actually coming out on Tuesday, same time, ten o'clock. Brandon Jacobs, better quarterback than Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, God. So we'll have Brandon Jacobs on on Tuesday of next week. So. Uh, and by the way, hell of a gentleman, Brandon Jacobs. Uh, he is, and Terrific I can't wait to get him. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's he's been on the show a couple of times, and he, he really and a better quarterback than Tim Tebow. Did I mention that? I don't know about it. Better quarterback than Tim Tebow. Easily, way better athlete than Tim Tebow too. Did you see Tim Tebow at tight end? Atrocious. What is he saying? Uh, speedy, look up uh, Achilles Smith's completion percentage. All right, I'll do that after I'm just responding to Brandon's email. <laughs> Achilles Smith was terrible too. Holy, holy cow! Was Achilles Smith bad? You know, um, five point speedy. If you can tell me where Achilles Smith played college football, no, I couldn't tell you that. <laughs> Oregon, hit the road, Jack. Oregon, which you still probably will give more credit to than Michigan. Oh, uh, Oregon's a hundred times the school that Michigan is. Name one person that's ever succeeded at Michigan. Nobody. Who succeeded at Oregon? I don't know. Phil Knight, pretty good dude. Seems like he built a pretty good company. <laughs> I do want to get off football. I do want to get into this hockey situation. And it, there's a lot of stuff going on in the NHL. Obviously, free agency market opened up last night. Uh, or yesterday at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And so many things happened for you know with, with the Rangers. And everybody was bringing up like the Islanders were the the team to watch in free agency, especially looking for that superstar player. Johnny Goudreau's name has been coming up. Uh, there were other offensive players that were slowly, but over the last couple of years, been brought up. Uh, still, uh, what's his name again from St. Louis? Uh, Tarasenko. Tarasenko, a guy that the the Islanders have been talking about over the last couple of years. Tarasenko was they couldn't pull the trigger uh, during the season or in the off season last year, so maybe that could happen this off season. I don't know what the Islanders are trading or what St. Louis is going to be. In, whatever, dude. But it. it I, I can't sit here today and say that the Islanders aren't making any moves before the season starts. I believe they're not. Okay, you want to bet on that? Uh, what are they? Let's bet on it. Le, Lou Lamorello's dementia for what? Dementia? What? The Islanders have money to spend, and they they still have they have more than enough that they can trade for and and go after a player if they f- feel right to go after the player. I heard J T. Miller is a player that the Islanders have been interested in. So why? Wait, but- 
Right, but hold on, hold on. Right, let, but let's just do this just for the exercise. Okay, let's let's hear this now. Let's okay. hear this now. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go. What what does the what do the Islanders have of value that Vancouver would want? Because it seems like, and and don't listen. I've seen some of the other trades. It looks to be a combination of players and picks that have been going back and forth in these trades this offseason. So if you're going to give up players and picks, who are the players that you're giving up for JT Miller? And it would seem like spinning your wheels because JT Miller is a terrific player. Any team would like to have him. He's elite. Okay. Uh, and, but if you're giving away things, it's making your team worse at the same time. You're just creating another hole. Again, I, I look at I look at free the free agency market. I even look at the trade the the, the trade options that the Islanders have. They have a far, they do have farm players that they can move, and there are players like uh, Anthony Bolivier that is a guy that they're interested in moving this offseason. That but doesn't does it move the needle for a guy like J T. Miller? Are are farm guys in a really because the Islanders almost had J T. Miller for the thirteenth pick of the draft. They all almost I got him. Was, all I said was, does it move the needle for them? Is it enough to get them to give it up? Uh, first of all, I, I don't know what Vancouver's going to want. One, the Vancouver Canucks are looking for defensive help, so Scott Mayfield could be a guy that could be on a move. The Islanders are willing to move him. Uh, he is a pretty good defender. And they could add another piece, uh, maybe a key for Bellows, whoever, whatever they're looking to, to add on to, to, onto the team. And then we're, we're, we're off... We have also heard that the Islanders are, since they have so much depth on the center position, at the center position, if they want, they could trade Brock Nelson, bring in, um, what's his name, Kadri, mm-hmm. uh, from, from the Colorado Avalanche, and still add J- JT Miller. Because they can, Brock Nelson got a pretty decent contract. I think the Islanders gave him a $6 million, six million yeah. a year. Right. Uh, Kadri's asking for somewhere between five and five and a half. So the Islanders could give Kadri a little bit less money, trade Brock Nelson, maybe even trade Brock for JT Miller, mm-hmm. and and bring in JT Miller and get the center to fill in that spot. So that could happen. There's a lot of things that Lou Lamorella could do, and I can't see that Lou Lamorella is going to sit here all offseason and not pull the trigger. He's looking for another offensive talent to play with Barzell. It's something they've been looking for for the last two years. And, and being that the, you know they, they lost out on Philip uh, Forsberg because he didn't become a free agent before the, tri- before the free agency market opened. He got an eight-year deal. This Johnny Goudreau thing, I, I, I think a lot of people are going to attack Lou Lamorello if he doesn't make a move because he was sitting there right there, and they could have given him that extra year. They, he, the Islanders, I think, offered him seven. He got nine. So I don't know if the Islanders are going to go nine. Remember, Johnny Goudreau is built on speed, okay? And with Johnny Goudreau— I don't think he makes your team better anyways. Well, he does. I think mean, you're better off not having him. Well— I do think he'll make the team better because you're, you're adding that offensive speed to Barzell. It's going to help. It's going to help uh, Barzell and Anders Lee out. It gives them that speed on that line that they need. But I wouldn't so I, undersized in a in a conference that's pretty rough. Like like the East is the hitting division, right? Or the conference, the hitting conference. The West is just built on speed and and pretty boys, and they don't like to hit each other and whatever. I'm not so sure Goodrow's style fits in the East. He's not a guy that plays physical. 
I think, though, too, uh, we've seen the variants of the, the cup-winning teams. The, probably outside of the, the Lightning, which have won the two, obviously. Uh, it's pretty pretty even split between the East and the West, though, winning, winning the cup. The Flames, yeah, they were never the playoff identity because they always played too passive, even with talented guys. But we've never seen the Islanders play passive in the playoffs if they ended up getting there. Columbus, we'll see what ends up happening there. They're, they're probably still a rebuilding team as it is. That's why I was surprised he ended up going there. But still... We have to see how their coaching is different from Calgary's coaching, which was always very passive, even between, even before Sutter too. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think that that he's in for a rougher ride in the East because the hitting is more consistent and tougher all season long, and you're basically, you know, uh, uh, doing ballet in the West. Again, I, I don't know what the you're East figure skating. with the with the West. I still think the. It's going to go through Colorado next year again. I think Colorado and St. Louis are still going to be the two teams that are going to be fighting. It just so happens both teams faced against one another when they did in the semifinals last year. I think that if St. Louis wasn't playing Colorado, I think they meet in the Western Conference Finals because I think that's how good St. Louis is. So I think both those teams are going to – in the Eastern Conference, it can go either way. There's so many good teams in the Eastern Conference. And even Tampa losing Palat, uh, going to the Devils. You they were lost talking Jan about Ruta too. Yep. Yes, they they're, lost – They're cooked. They're you think cooked. That, I still think they're going to be able to compete because they have no. the goaltending. They have the goaltending. Do they not? Uh, Igor's better. That's the chant I heard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but hopefully the Rangers can stay better. They lost three players too. So. The Ra- and I, I, I love the Rangers. Oh, they're a dump. I, I dump. love what I heard from the Beef today and Josh. I had him on the phone today, and I said, "Do you think the Rangers today are better than they were going into last year, going into playoffs?" And they said, "Yeah, I think so." How do you figure? You lost three important players to your team that helped you get where you are. You, Did you, they even replace any of them? What, what's their big offseason get? The for? center. Trocheck is right now yeah. the one signing, but here's the problem. So a fourth-line so center. No, he's not a fourth-line no, center. No, he's a second-line center. No, he's a, he's a good player. He was a fourth-line center when he first came to Carolina. He's second-line center. Because he was coming off an injury, but he's... He, fourth-line player. No, he's not. No, he's a second-line center. fourth-line in Carolina. He, yeah, I think... In certain points, because he was coming back from injury, and Carolina's also got a lot of offensive depth, but also he played like a third or second line player, and he played second line most of his career with Florida. His problem is he just had dump. a lot of injuries. And he's an old dump. That's what he is. He's 29. He's not that old. Dude, I... he doesn't even wear hockey pants. He wears Depends. He's an old he's dump. Just say, he's just saying that. He, he, it, he was the second line center of the Carolina Hurricanes last year. He was. Throughout the season, he was. And he's a good face-off winner. Yes. That's what he's known for. Right. And that's something that the Rangers lacked last year. Big time. Winning face-offs. Mm-hmm. And that was a and big one. But they lost Cobb, who mm-hmm. played very well for them. Um, who's the other kid? That Vetrano they, they Vetrano lost. was the big one that and they lost. And then Ryan Strom as well. Both Vetrano and Strom and they lose it, And they lost Mott. He's a free agent. He's, yep. They're not bringing him back. Mott, Mott didn't sign yet with anybody. He's, but He's not well, signing yeah, with the Rangers. Jury's still out on that. He's but, not yeah. signing with the Rangers. And this is what makes these Rangers muggles so funny. They think the player they got, who's like 36, by the way, right? He's old. No, right? Trocek's 29. 29. He's, he's still, oh, he's not he super old yet. No. I thought he was older. Right. But the, still, the math is still the same. They think that one player is just as good as losing four players. I said that too. How dumb that is. This I is, said that too. Yeah, this is, this is, I would have been fine with them trying to keep cop. If it, and sign, I would have been fine with Cop and Trocheck, and if they lost the other two, I would have been okay. 
but losing all three of them and only getting Trocheck and then only back always besides that. They lost yeah. four. Right. Yeah. Not, Mott's not like going that. back. I don't like that either. Mott was a big part of the team, especially in the second half of the season. And by the yeah. way, when he was in the lineup, the Rangers won in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, the way, they also lost Vetrano, yes, which right. which which is probably the uh, for me is the biggest loss. Yes, right? I think so too. Because when I looked at the playoffs, when I watched the playoff games, when when guys like Panarin and Zabinajad were turtling and they couldn't do anything, it was Vetrano stuffing the puck in the net. Yes, yeah, Vetrano so was yes. the one that that Brad put his balls in his hand and was like, "This is what I got. Let's go." <laughs> Vetrano was a big loss. I think that was the guy that I think the Rangers should have signed and found a way to sign. And Cop, I know, I was surprised that Cop left as quick as he did because he's right. very good friends with Chiruba. Uh, they're best friends. One of them was in each other's like wedding parties, whatever it was, yeah. best man. It doesn't really matter. But the, the fact is, is that I, I even talked to another friend of mine today who, who was a he Ranger. I talked to Josh. I talked to the Beef, and, and the Beef says, oh, the, the Islanders had no chance against Johnny Goudreau. The Islanders had no I was like, why do you, he tells me, why do you hate the Rangers so much? I said, you're the one that hates the Islanders so much. You, you say the Islanders aren't going to get anybody. You think it's better that the Rangers lost four guys to, the, to, to adding one. How, how does that make the Rangers better? And I said that to him. Tell me, explain to me how today, for what the team was last year, with the chemistry that they had last year, how does this make the Rangers better? Explain it. It doesn't. They're a dump. I don't know about a dump. I think the Rangers are a playoff team. And their fans are mouth-breathing scumbags. What a sucker <laughs> punch that was. They would have to what have absolute They would have to have Trocheck play to the level he played in 2016 when his second year in the league when he was a near 90-point guy for that to even be worth losing four other players. And they're going to have to hope that even the combined value of the third and fourth line players <laughs> gets to a consistent regular season consistency. Speedy, you're a real, you're a real realist for the Rangers. Yeah. Do you think the Rangers are better now than they were last no. year? No. Again, I would have been fine with if they kept Cop and signed Trocek, I would like it. I, even if they lost the other the others, I would have been so fine So sitting today. So I would well, say no. Where would you – how much – how much worse are the Rangers uh, today? I would say if losing those four players significantly. Uh, in terms of an overall point total, probably 10, 12 points worse. That's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. And then right, but the they might point. only fall to the third seed in the Metro. Like, I don't think, because I don't know if anyone else in the Metro got significantly better either, maybe besides Columbus, but I don't know if Columbus is even a playoff team yet either, even with good. They'll draw. be a playoff team. They might be like a wild card. They're still kind of not great. Don't they either. have Lanny too? Yeah, but he's he's always so streaky. I never know what to. You put him with Goudreau, that's gonna be something. Yeah, it's a nice com- it's a nice combo if Liney's on, but he disappears a lot. Nevertheless, you're who's he played with on that team? He, no, he but even Winnipeg that... when he played with a lot of talent too, he disappeared. They're a probably lot, so. gonna put him on the Liney. They're gonna have to. Yeah, but, but, gotcha. right, but the but the pro- but the problem with your your argument is, and Speedy, I do appreciate that you are a realist and saying you know they'd be ten points worse, which is significant, and that's all well and good. But, but let's be honest. The regular season means dog shit, right? Okay. And when it comes and when it comes to playoff time, when you lose that much depth, you're going to get your ass kicked. No, I'm okay. Because I... it's a it's a four line game, and and you're losing depth on three three areas. You're losing a defenseman and significant pieces on your bottom six. And if you if you're not if you're not four lines and sh- four strong lines. You're dog shit. You're, you, other teams are going to eat you up in the playoffs. Well, that, eat you up and that's why I was. That's why I was saying that. 
if they brought back Cop 2, I would have been fine with it because of how well even the kid line played. Because they're going to get a bigger role this year if they play as well as they did in the playoffs. Now, that's still to be determined. They have to be more consistent in the regular season, especially Kako and Heedle, because they weren't great in the regular season. They're going to have to be better as a whole, too in playing not necessarily third line versus second line, but playing more minutes. Also, Cop and Trocek, if they were able to get both of them, they're both good face-off guys, and they'll leave Zibanejad as the number one center. That'll not necessarily solve, but not hinder the Rangers. That would they solve the, the Rangers' problem. Yeah, that would... Th- that would have solved they wouldn't the Rangers' be the problem. They wouldn't be the worst face-off team among the playoff They kept teams. Cop... And they had they had a Trocheck that would have solved their their face of problems. Yeah, because then you're dealing with three lines. Zibanejad, he's not great, but can be good with faceoffs. We've seen that in the past when he first came to the Rangers and with Ottawa. Then you're dealing with the other two, which are both over fifty percent consistently the last three years. That would hinder their biggest issue. Now they could fill in the wings later if they're going to make the trade. Because remember, Vitano was a trade deadline deal. Who says there wasn't another type of that? Such out a there loss next for year. Them. Such a loss. So I think they would have been fine with that. Cop is the one that's harder to replace, though, because there's not a lot of players with his skill set, which the Rangers really don't have a lot of on their roster, and that's why I'm annoyed they did not bring him back. Because Trocek, yes, he does have the faceoffs, and he has been offensively skilled, but with the injuries that he's encountered throughout his career, and there's been a lot of years where he's been hurt, they've he's lost a lot of those overall point totals and speed. So, Right, but go, but go back to last year's playoffs, this past season's playoffs with the mm-hmm. Rangers. They already couldn't score five-on-five. Right. Yep. And they were at a deficit on five on five. They they were. They were at a deficit. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. Okay. Now they've lost players. That deficit in when it comes to the playoffs and five on five scoring is going to be steeper. And are you prepared for another season that we just saw with Rangers fans begging for calls because it was the only way that they could keep up with other teams? We need the referees to bail us out. The Wefflewees. <laughs> it's the Wefflewees' fault. The Wefflewees. Call the penalty, Wefflewees. <laughs> the Wefflewees. That's you know it's so Wait, funny. I, I said that on the the one hundred three point nine show, and <laughs> I had uh I had one of these guys reach out to me, and he kept he said, "How was the Wefflewees the other day?" <laughs> right. But this is the problem. Your five on five is now worse. It's going to be worse. You're going to be at a bigger deficit come playoff time because I don't listen. I don't care about the regular season. You just got to make it to the tournament. And the Rangers are for sure good enough to get in the playoffs. For sure. But this is about playoff hockey and about building on what they just had. And they're not building on it. They're moving backwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and delusional Ranger fans, not you, Speedy, because you've been a realist. But these other meatballs are saying, oh, we we got Trocheck and that's good as... You're an idiot. You know what you we're gonna do? Four dudes. We're gonna get we're, we're gonna get off with you, Jeff. And I'm gonna put. I, 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 Speedy, I want you to call Josh up. I, I want I want Josh's argument. I, Jeff, I want you to listen to this when we get off the phone with you. I want you to hear Josh's argument to why he thinks that this makes them better. You ready to hear this? It doesn't make them. It doesn't All right, make just, them better. We'll call you. You could call back in. Right, we're gonna put Josh on. What a meatball. Jeff from Tampa. We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get Jeff uh, Josh on. Get Josh on. I want to know his take. Tyler would be one of those meatballs. Yes, he is. I. You should see what Tyler posted up on social media when Trojek was signed by the Rangers. Welcome to New York, our winning championship competitive team. Uh, I I I hope Josh calls you know answers the phone because I think Josh would be interesting to argue on this because I want people to hear a Ranger fans. Uh, a point to his thought on where the Rangers are, what the Rangers are this year. So we're waiting for Josh to come on the phone. 
Speedy, you're still uh, it's still ringing. So we're we're still waiting for Joshua, aka Silverbag, Silverberg, Silverbags, Sigger Bullback. Right? No, Bullsack Man is not called. We're trying to get. I'll I'll text him. I'm texting him now too. So we'll what see. are your thoughts? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna text him. Yeah, I was gonna say. I again, I the Trocheck signing itself, I like. I think it's a good contract for a guy that's 29 years old. Has had some very good years at the beginning of his career with the Florida Panthers. Like I think he's a talented player, and again, a, a guy that the Rangers definitely need if they were able to keep a lot of the other pieces in place. The problem is, I he doesn't hit like Cop does or play defense the same way that will be a, still a loss. Now, he's going to be a second-line center the way it works because Strom was that his whole career and or his whole Rangers career, and they really haven't replaced that consistency since then. They don't really have another pure center on the roster either. That includes losing Mott, too. Heedle was subbed into the role of that on the kids' line. He's not really a pure center. Lafreniere's capable of it. He's still not great in that role. So if they were able to keep Cop, I was fine with it. I just think as a whole, that, that net loss is going to be too much. The wings I'm not as worried about because I do think the kids will be able to take on a bigger role with him having the with, – with them getting – to the development level they should. Lafreniere was a number one pick for a reason. Kako was a number two pick for a reason. These guys are very highly touted, so they have to be able to get that upside going at some point. Especially Kako, who's going to be a prove-it year. This year he was an RFA. The Rangers were able to bring him back. But next year will be an RFA, a UFA. So if he doesn't prove it this year, he's as good as gone. Lafreniere is probably on a little bit less of a leash with that because he's on his third year now, but still has a lot to prove in terms of the number one pick capabilities of what he's supposed to bring to that. And he was supposed to be a guy that could have been developed into a center too. So there's a lot that still has to be unknown with the wings, but the centers are very hard to find in today's game especially ones that had a well-rounded skill set like Hop. So I think it's just too good. Carl to says Josh is on the rumor, rumor hotline. He ain't picking up. <laughs> but again, I think as a whole, it's still a tough when you're, when you're looking at the Rangers, just getting that one player in versus losing the four. Yeah, they brought in a couple different backup goalies. Fine, whatever. They didn't really gain anything else in terms of the skaters. So they're really trusting all the young players at once. The defense, I know Jeff mentioned they lost Braun too, but I'm not as worried about that because – Zach Jones is going to play more this year, and also Nils Lundqvist is in the system, too. I know who I'm going to call. I'm going to call the Beav up. Oh, you really think he'll be awake? (laughs) I know he's awake because he's going away on his uh, little uh, campaign tomorrow. What's up, man? What's up? Tell the fans right now, because we we were arguing why Ranger fans think that their team is better today with Trojic than the players that they lost. Tell us why you think they're a better team today than they were last year. They are a better team. They got a better center. Trocek is a better player than Strom. He's probably 10 times better than him. You lost four players for one. What makes them better for that? Well, Strom sucked, first of all. The guy was garbage. They lost Cobb. He's he doesn't stink. They right. lost well, no, Vitrano. He doesn't stink. No, they lost Vitrano. Vitrano. Vitrano was up and down. He hasn't proven himself yet. Vitrano won ten games at uh, uh, ten he goals. He hasn't proven himself yet. He had a good playoff. Haven't proven him. Hold on a second. Haven't proven himself. Vitrano hasn't proven himself. Come, on. dude. He had ten he goals is, in the second half. He is an up and down player. Let's see what he does next year. I guarantee he won't even come close to what he did. And what makes you think Trochik is that much better of a player? He had he's what? so much. Be- well, he's so much better to center than Strom. He's come not on. better than four players, Beef. He's not. He's better than Strom. Strom couldn't even hit a wide open net. Are you uh, kidding uh, me? All right. And what makes you think he's better than Cop and, Tro- and Vitrano and Mott? Trotek Tro- 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 can win face-offs. Strom couldn't. 
We're not talking about we're not, Strom. We're not talking about Strom. We're talking about Cop. If they were able to keep Cop, I don't know if you heard what I said, Beef, but if they were able to keep Cop and side Trocek, I'm fine with letting they the They lost walk. four players for one, and you think they they're better. They didn't lose Mod yet because he didn't sign with Dude, Mod is not me. signing with them. They don't have the money. How uh, are they going to? They're giving Capococco the money, right? They're signing him. If they're signing they're him. They're signing Cap. All right, so they can't sign Mod. So they can't sign Mod. So they, they can't will find a way to. How? How? What are they going to do? Call, call I don't the. Know what they're going to do. Call Mr. I'll tell you what to do. They're going to call Mr. Softy. That's what they're going to do. They're oh, going to ask Mr. Softy. I'm buying with some ice I'm cream. I'm going to give you Mr. Softy. Yeah, All you right. probably will. Uh, you, Man, you better hope they're not going to use that in Maryland, buddy. <laughs> 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 you're such a rage. You're such a rager hater. It's unbelievable. I am not a rager hater. Yes, you are. You're telling me they're a better team. You're out of your freaking mind. So you're telling so- me right now the Rangers are better than they were last year. Yes. Okay. Now, what? How much you want to bet on that? Now, if the if the Rangers, because they're not bringing Mop back, if they're gonna, and they seem like they're gonna sign Capocaco. I did read a story a little while ago that uh, they're working on the deal right now. Right. If that happens, I, if the hold on, if that you, happens, all right, all right, if that happens, it means there's not a chance in hell they're getting Mop back. There's not a chance. Okay. There is a no, no, there isn't. How? How? There is. How? Tell me how. I don't know how he will find a way to sign him. How? Tell me. They're over the salary cap after this deal with Capo. Uh, I, I, I've heard, I've read stories that they're going to they're gonna bring Kako and Mott. They're going to sign. They're going to sign. Both What's teams. the kid's name? Speedy Mott. Mott Tyler, Tyler. Tyler Mott. Tyler Mott. And it's Mott spelled like the applesauce. Yeah, I got it. I heard two teams that are. They're going to sign both of them. Trust me. All right. While you look that up, Carl says it's 11 p.m. The beef is Mr. Softy the rest of the night. Jeff says Vetrano was the only guy that scored in the playoffs. And um, here, don't read, don't read, don't read Jeff's comments because he's an the asshole. Rangers, as it says right here, and this is from uh, a, a, a Ranger writer. Can't believe the Rangers are probably going to let Tyler Mott walk at the expense of bringing Ryan Reeves back. So they're not bringing this happened. This was written nine hours ago. So they're not bringing. They're not bringing up. They're not. They're they're re-signing Ryan Reeves. They're they're, they're no, giving. They're not. They, they are. They're, they're not no, no, no. They are. They, they are. They just. They are. They're working on. Right I have inside information. Oh, yeah. What is that? The beef information. It's beef. No. We're going to call it the, the Beaver Dam information, right? The Beaver Dam. Trust me, I have inf- I have information. Trust me. Beaver Dam Media. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> Beaver Dam Media. Yes, such a I'm telling you right now, Ma will be a New York Ranger. Don't How much you want to bet? It. Let's let's put some money. Go. Let's bet. I'm not betting you on anything. Uh <laughs> I'm, reti- I'm retiring from betting because I'm undefeated on the show betting. Oh, really? You're the you're the king, so bet, bet. No, nope. bet. No, I'm bet. I'll no. bet you. I'll bet you ten bucks. Ten dollars. <laughs> I'll bet you ten dollars. What is what is that going to get me? Uh, but you got to give me the money. It's got to be cash. No, what is no? What is that going to get me? It won't even buy me a fucking. Oh, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If Mont resigns with the Rangers. I'll wear a Ranger hat for the whole show. Get out of here. No, 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 no. But if I win, you have to wear my Islander jersey and Islander hat no, no, for no, a whole no. show, and you got to come on the show. That's no. a deal. I, That's a deal. No, 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 Shouldn't both no, of the jerseys no. and the hats? No. This is the deal that I want. The Rangers will have a better record than the Islanders next year. How much you, how much you want to bet on that? 
Let's let's let's. No, I want to bet Jersey for Jersey and hat. No, 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 because I, I it has to be something else. It's got to be something funny no, because no, I, it's, no, I'm not sitting that, here. No. I'm not no, sitting I here. I want to see. I want to see you with a Ranger jersey and a Ranger hat on. That's what I want to see. All right, here's the bet. Here's the bet, Beef. Uh, if if go. the Islanders have a better record than the Rangers next year, you have to. You have to have you have to wear underwear. You have to wear your underwear, and you have to you have to wear it over your head. Like we, you have to wear it on your body, and we have to pull it so it goes over your head. And you got to wear it for a whole show. We got to stretch your underwear. You got to wear it on top of you. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. And if I if I lose, if the Rangers, I'll wear a Ranger jersey. I'll wear a Ranger hat. I'll paint my face blue and red <laughs> for the whole show, and I'll I'll, I'll sit here for the whole show. As a as a being, I would never wear a Ranger jersey. But if you lose, you got to wear your underwear over your head. It's got we got to pull it over your head while it's over your. I will stretch it out. You got to wear it over your head. Uh, what and on the back of it, on the back of it, it says Rangers suck. <laughs> nah, I want jersey for jersey. No, this is this is great. This is this is a good bet. Make the bet. Let's make the bet. Make the bet. I you think the Rangers are going to have that much better of a record than the Islanders? Because I'm going to tell you right now, the Islanders will have a better record than the Rangers next year. I'm I'm no, almost I'm almost a hundred. I am almost dude. They they they're not going to be going away in the beginning of the season. They're going to play. They're going to play back and forth home and away games. They're not going to travel eleven thousand miles in the first in in the first month, and they're not going to have COVID nineteen problems that they had last year. And, and and by the way, the Islanders in the la- in this in, in a quarter of the last of the season had one of the, the they were th- the, amongst the league's top three in wins and losses. So I, the island if the Islanders in slow you know have a bad beginning of the season in the middle of the season yeah, with the COVID, back, they yeah. probably would have made the playoffs. So I'm willing to bet you. I'll bet you. You make that bet. You got to wear your underwear. We got to pull your underwear. And it's got to say on your underwear. It's got to say Rangers suck. <laughs> I wear a Ranger jersey, Ranger hat, and paint my face blue and red for the whole show. Blue and red for red for the whole show. I'll I'll have it painted. Take the deal. It's a, it's a good bet. No, that's no, not a good bet. Why? You're, all you're doing is wearing your underwear over your head. I'm pulling it over your head. You got to stretch it. I'll buy you big enough underwear to do it. Trust me. <laughs> I'll get well, you the underwear. I'll get massively. I'll get massively big underwear. <laughs> Jeff says beef loses in Long Island to get free potatoes. Brittany salad. says. <laughs> Brittany just told me on on the message that she'll paint my face blue and red if if I lose. <laughs> so make the bet. Make the bet. It's a fair bet. If you're I'm so sure about your Rangers, make the bet. Because I'm sure that the Islanders will have a better record mm-hmm. than the Rangers next year. I'm positive. I am 100% positive. So make the bet. Well, we'll see. No, no, we'll see. Make the bet. We'll see. I don't know about oh, that bet. I'm going to think of something else. <sighs> Carl says I'll just no beef in studio. Well, he's going to have to be in studio to show the underwear if he loses, Carl. No, the beef's going to come into the studio. He'll be back. <laughs> He'll be in the studio uh, when he gets back from Maryland. I'll be fun. Well, Carl, Carl's another idiot, so he can stick his head up just there. <laughs> Carl loves you, man. Everybody loves no, you. Carl, Carl, Carl's another idiot. He thinks he thinks he's he thinks he's funny by taking personal shots. He's not taking another, a personal. He's not taking a personal shot. He's just messing uh, around with he, you. He's just messing he's around another, with you. He's another jerk off. <laughs> did you drink tonight? Of course I did. Uh, you sound like you did. You definitely oh. drink. You're driving drunk, man. 
No, I never drive drunk. <laughs> well, that's a relief. Well, you you know that's to be a lie. Harold's <laughs> uh, coming to your house with a lie detector. Uh, <laughs> he can come with a lie detector. That's fine. He's slurring. He he's definitely drunk. <laughs> but it's around yeah, the corner yeah. where he was. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't tell the cops where you are. <laughs> Stuck says, LOL, Earl and the Beave are going to go underwear shopping together. That would be a good idea, you know? But I'll tell you, I like my... I'm in the driveway. I'm ready to go to bed. You ready to go to bed? You getting ready for Marilyn? Yeah, with Brittany. Oh, okay. Good, good. Take Brittany. Uh, Brittany, (laughs) you know, Brittany likes to party. If she can get up in the morning. She needs to get up in the morning. But uh, she'll go with you. She'll go. She'll get up. <laughs> Where are you going tomorrow, man, when you get there? What club are you going to? I'm going right to the beach when I get there first. Oh, yeah? And getting drunk, right? Drinking a lot of beer? Of course. Drinking I'll a lot be of beer. Drunk every, I'll be drunk every night. Are you going to be stroking the chicken? No. No stroking the chicken? No. Is, is some guy going to be stroking the chicken? No. Is somebody going to be stroking the chicken? Maybe some female. Who knows? Uh, you know, maybe you should bring Speedy down there. He's looking God. to. Uh, I wouldn't want to be caught dead in public with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want, hope. What I would hope you're not dead, and two, I would not want he to be was, next to a dead he, body. He, he, he would scare all the girls away. <laughs> I, I think he. I think he, he'd be a good pet for you. You know, like a pet dog. Speedy, you put a uh, you put a leash on know. his neck and you drag him around. I don't know about that. I, I think Speedy will shave his head. You know, we'll, we'll put no, him. I, I think. I think. I think I'd rather have Brittany as a wingman. Yeah, I think you're probably know. better off. But uh, you I know, think but, I would be alone. But uh, Speedy would be a good wingman too. I mean, no, I, I think I, you, you're not a good wingman. No, I would not. Do you like wings? Yes, I do. So you'd be a good wingman. <laughs> yes, to eat wings, not not that not type of wings. <laughs> Big difference there. <laughs> I can't. You guys are killing me. <laughs> no, we're trying to have your body not found dead. Remember? <laughs> no, I, I would never get laid if I took Speedy out. Speedy, do you have beaver? I... Do you have a beaver? No. Have you ever had beaver? No. Do you want beaver? <laughs> I, maybe. Yeah, sure. I suppose I'll try you, it. You definitely I'll need try to try it. a beaver. I'll try it. You definitely need a beaver, man. I'll try it. I, I mean, beavers. Do you like it? You know, shaved or? I would not hairy. eat. I would not eat. Uh, I would not eat beaver meat with hair on it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So you... <laughs> yeah, Jeff, you're probably right. What do you say? No wingman in the world could help. Could help me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and no, I'm not eating it with hair. On no it. wingman in the world could help this dummy. <laughs> He's talking about the beef. Line of the no, night by Speedy. No. Cut that line, Errol. <laughs> that is the line of the night. I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, which way? Do you like it in a diamond shape? I'm not analyzing the shape of the meat. Well, I've never had the meat. Let me just try it on its own. I know first. you've never had the meat, but I think the meat would be good for you. Okay, it's exotic. I don't know what it's. It is exotic. Like. Definitely for you, it'd be exotic. I'm sure in most places it's oh exotic. <laughs> it would be. Especially they don't, they don't serve beaver meat at every restaurant. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> I can't. I'm done. 
I'm done. I can't. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> the kid is lost. He's really lost. <laughs> He's so lost. Oh, speed. Oh, he's great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyways, Beef. I'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. Have a good night. Take care. (laughs) Beef. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what's 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 Carl saying over here? Speedy. It is. Speedy is called Kegs, Legs, and Eggs. Okay. <laughs> Good rhyme. Good rhyme, Carl. All right. Jeff's calling back. What's going on, Jeff? All right, Jeff, you're back. I would just like something on the record because <laughs> I had to do something a couple of weeks back that was ridiculous. Okay. Let's hear it. Were those personal attacks that I heard? What? What? With who? Was I called an asshole? I uh, I think so. Yeah, I think. Was that did. a personal attack? I wouldn't. I don't. I, I, would you? Oh, oh, would you oh, call it a personal oh, attack? Is that a personal attack? I, I did think he he's being sarcastic. Car- <laughs> did, 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 no, he wasn't. Did he say? Car- no, no, no. I think. No, I'm saying. I think you're being ass? sarcastic. I, I don't think you're that, actually that, that offended by it, Jeff. Uh, no, 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 no. I no. I, I wouldn't be if if. I didn't do what Errol made me do, mm. and and Errol was on that phone call. Yes, I, yes, he was. And, and, and did he make a big deal of it? Yes, he did. That's the beat. And now what happened? So I don't. I think he's drunk. He, so he, I don't. I don't care. He's drunk. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> uh, Carl says he called me an idiot, and I guess. I should be shoved by uh, shoved up Jeff's ass. That's what he said. Right. Yeah. Would those be personal attacks? Uh, and by the way, Carl hasn't done anything to the beef, has he? No. No. But he no. was definitely sir. The beef no. was slurring. No. So so when he, I don't care. So when he cries, literally boohoo cry about personal attacks, he can actually go fuck himself. <laughs> And I don't care. Say whatever you want. But he made such a big deal about it and pouted like a just child. Child. Was he not? He, yeah, he wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pouted like a child. You're, I mean, you're not saying no. No, he wasn't Those happy. are the two choices, yes or no? Yes. There you go. Don't but, you find it funny? I find everybody could be. Yeah, people could be hypocritical. They, they can. Oh, see? There's another good one. Hypocritical. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> and only a drunk person would think the Rangers have gotten better. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a Ranger Speedy's fan. The most, Speedy's the most even-keeled guy going out there. And even he knows they got worse. Oh, they definitely got worse. You, I, I mean, You can't say one guy replaces four dudes. It's a four-line game. You just dropped an entire line from your team. And the Rangers, right about, yeah. yeah. And the Rangers law. And if, if that's a winning off season, well, good for them. He still <laughs> thinks they're going to sign Mott. They're talking about re-signing uh, Reeves, and it seems like that's what they're going to do because Reeves now, is. Now listen. Now listen. This is where Speedy will help me on this one because, uh, very admittedly, on this one, I am not knowledgeable about any player in the Rangers farm system. And if they have enough youngsters that can come up, maybe and plug some holes, they have the maybe, Russian kid. Maybe, they maybe have. It would help. 
they have defense that could help. That's why I know you mentioned they lost Braun. I don't think that's going to be a big loss because uh, Zach Jones and Nils Lundqvist both played last year, and they're both good prospects. Um, offensively, they don't have a center worth talking about in the system. That's what worries me the most. Um, Errol mentioned Kratzoff, mm-hmm. but they've been also trying to trade him, too. Which so I, don't I don't understand I don't that. know. He's he's a very weird situation right now. He's been playing right well now. in the KHL. Yeah, again, he, it's... The Rangers were trying to move him in the beginning of the season last year, too. His situation like is very kid. weird. It, it might be similar to what they did with Elias Anderson, who I liked for the little bit he was up, but turned into a bust there. And then he ended up going back to play in Sweden. And I think Kratzov is on that route now, too, at this point. So it's not something I would bank on. And besides that, it's tough to tell right now if they have anything else with the wings, Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just not knowledgeable enough to speak intelligently about the Rangers' farm system. Most so, of it's defense right now, though. But because a lot of teams can let a, you know, because what we're talking about here is bottom six guys that they lost. Right. Right? So a lot of teams have guys that can come up and plug holes in bottom six mm-hmm. roles. Right. That's, Which the Rangers still have some three. depth in, in that, in that too. They trade away Morgan Barron as part of the cop trade who was playing a lot, but they still have, they still have other guys that played well for them at certain points. Julian Gauthier, uh, Johnny Brzezinski was another one too, that played good fourth line at certain points. So they'll fill in and play more often. Dryden Hunt, they just re-signed as well. Who's more of the goon type too, but still again, a guy that's a good leadership guy. Who would you rather go out to a dinner with? And, and try to meet a girl. Jeff or the Beef? Honestly. Jeff. Why? Why wouldn't you want to go out with uh, the Beef? I, w- I would like to know. I, I, I don't know. Do you, 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 you don't I, think, I don't have a positive outlook of what the do Beef you think would want to do. Do you think the Beef has game? Do you think he can get... Uh, probably. I don't, I couldn't, I don't know what well enough to Do you think you can out-talk that. a woman no. to sleeping with you than the Beef can? No. You don't really think so? I don't have faith in that, no. No. Why is that? Because I'm the campus, Speedy. I know plenty of lovely ladies that would be happy to hang out. Look at that, Speedy. <laughs> Why don't we fly you over there and Jeff will hook you up? <laughs> but you're going to have to shave your balls. Oh, God. Carl says, uh, Speedy. very limber. They dance for a living. <laughs> Speedy hippo beaver meat or ostrich beaver meat? What, what are you talking about? What are you trying to like have <laughs> some like hybrid beef. creatures now, Carl? That's interesting. I guess ostrich beaver meat. I suppose I don't know. Not, I don't so you know. like the beaver? I don't you know like what. I don't know. I don't know if hippo meat would taste that good. <laughs> don't fall into this. Beaver is a euphemism for pussy. Don't fall into this. <laughs> stop it. Don't stop. Stop doing it with these guys. They're it's, they're making fun stop, of stop, 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 stop giving us the, so don't, so don't stop so don't with the info. Stop with the so, info here. Right. You're stealing. So don't, don't give in to these guys, Speedy. They're trying to bait you into being dirty. Don't do it. Speedy. No, we're not trying to be dirty. We're just asking you questions. They're very good. They're very good question. Oh, hold on with that. One second. Brittany says the woman loves Speedy. Actually, LOL. It's quite funny. So it's true. The women do like Speedy, but he, what Speedy, what happens with Speedy is he gets a little drunk. You know, he gets a little woozy, and then he gets a little he gets a little too close with them, and he kind of like scares them. But uh, no, so he's a creep. No, he's <laughs> he's not a creep. Speedy's not a creep. He he just needs to learn how to keep you know keep a distance so when he's having a conversation he doesn't have to be so close with them he can keep it you know arm's length and have a conversation uh snug snug venture for you of course jeff in that question and then carl says zero game for beef you really think the beef has zero game that's interesting do you think the beef has zero game 
I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. You've never seen the beef try to like move in and, and and try to talk to a girl. Not. You've never directly. seen it. You've never Probably seen it. Embarrassing. <laughs> I actually have. You know, it, it's so. I, I give Beef a lot of credit because he he's got a set of balls on him. He he does. He really not to does. Be when you're that ugly. <laughs> He's not ugly. Stop. Mm, I mean, we've all seen him. <laughs> okay. I, I, I want to know, everybody listening to the show, if you were to grade the, the beef zero, uh, you know, one from ten, one to ten, I want to I see a grade. Honestly. Honest to God, grade. Okay? Honest to God. Speedy, what would you grade the beef in looks? Honestly. You're not, it's not going to make you any different as a man. What would you grade him from one to ten? Uh, five. A five, I guess. <laughs> think, think about that. For, think about that for a second. Stevie's one of the most kind people on the planet. He just called him a five, so we know that's like a high rating. <laughs> Snug says two four, two point four. All right. Uh, so so Snug two point four. The B so far. Um, um, Speedy gives him the highest grade. Okay. What He's what would you? Kind. What would you? What would you give him? Honestly, be nice. Carl gives him a three. What would I give him? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. Words don't do justice on how I couldn't describe the the bead in words and how he looks. Fortunately, numbers can do that. Two out of ten. <laughs> Two out of ten. I'll give the beef a six because he, he, you know, just with with everything, I give him a six. All right, I I think he's better than what you guys. Don't forget personality matters. Yeah, I give him a six. He's 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 not what as bad as you guys think he is. All right, he he, he really is a good person. He really is. He just uh, you know I think in the long run. But anyways, getting back into you know the hockey off season, it, it's been crazy. I mean, where is Patrick Kane going? That's what I want to know because it oh, seems like he's done with Chicago. Everything oh, he's that I've read, done with he's done with Chicago. So where is he going? Like uh, we heard, the Rangers. <laughs> now the Rangers don't have the money to get him. Don't, la- don't laugh. He can go home to Buffalo. He's from Buffalo. He can go home. And yes, play. that's a young team with some talent. It's getting better. How many times have we said this is a young team with talent that's going to get better, and they never do, though? <laughs> yeah, but you want to know what? Uh, addition by subtraction, and 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 let, be honest now. Be honest. They've gotten better since dumping Jack Eichel. Yes. I suppose, but it's still. I want to see Jack Eichel play with. Uh, maybe that's why they traded. Uh, what should we call it again? Uh, to um, who did that? To Carolina? Uh, uh, Pacioretty. Pacioretty was traded. Oh, to Vegas Carolina. got traded to Carolina. Yeah, Pacioretty. Yeah, Vegas didn't Vegas get traded. Did get traded or no, Ve- Vegas traded Pacioretty. Geographically impossible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, he said Buffalo. I was trying to think of a Buffalo player. No, so Pacioretty. Yeah, no. Pacioretty, so maybe yeah. now. I think they did that because Eichel's coming back, and he that gives them the offense that they need. I I don't know because Eichel didn't play at all last year. I'm pretty sure, nope. right? Right, he had the next surgery. Right, he only so played like ten games or something. How right, so I yeah, expect, he played a couple games that got hurt again. Yeah, so. I mean that money is a lot, so they had to. So get, he's going to resign there, and Patrick came back to Buffalo, hometown kid makes good. You really think that's where he's going? I, I don't see many other teams with the salary cap space to sign him. I mean the I I mean the Islanders and could. Was just a dumpster fire. Oh, they are. Chicago's miserable. Yeah. I, I I mean the Islanders could, but I I think he's too old. I, I think the Islanders give him. How old is he? Thirty four. Yeah, K- Kane's on the older side. I want to say he's thirty two. He's older than that. Patrick Kane's older than that. Thirty three. Yep. Right. Thir- thirty three. Okay. He's thirty three so years right old. In between. 
Yeah, so yeah. so Speedy wins. He prices right rules. I said he. I said over. he was thirty three. Right I said he was thirty three. No, everything goes. You said thirty four. Right I said thirty two. Right in between. So. Right, right, right. I also said thirty four. Speedy said thirty two. Speedy wins. Oh. Prices right rules. Without going over. Shut up with your prices. He's making what two point nine million a year, right? He's making two point nine for two thousand twenty two. So that's a pretty good. I mean, why don't the Islanders try to make a move for him? I think he'd be a good fit over there with the Islanders. Oh, who wouldn't be a good fit? No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm talking about a winger. They need a winger. If they want to keep Barzell there, I, I mean, at the center position, why don't they make uh, a move go for get, Go get Petrano. Petrano went to Anaheim already. Oh, damn. Hey, I'll give you one that could be on the move. Very seriously. Good player, too. Danton Heinen. Oh, here, okay. here's, here's a rumor right now. They're in the talks right now. Oilers inquire on blockbuster deal with the Blackhawks for Patrick Kane. Okay. Yeah, I heard that one, too. Can you imagine that offense as Patrick Kane is testifying? Right now they have ne- – they're negative in cap space right now, though, so they're going to have to get something Well, to they're going to have to trade away pieces to get him, to add him. So mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about uh, – They can dump Mike Smith. Pretty much all their veteran defensemen will have to go, and then – man, that's probably it. Probably one or two veteran defensemen. Did they sign – they did they sign um, um, Evander Kane? They did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they five, did. Five, five point, five point two million a year or something? Yep. Wow, Vander Kane had a good year too. <laughs> Carl says Oilers trade Kane for Kane. Yeah, that'd be funny. But... Yeah, but, yeah, but here's the thing: the Oilers can trade five out of their six defensemen because Darnell Nurse plays the whole game, anyways. <laughs> true, that is true. Uh, yeah, but the, right now they're in negative, so they're definitely gonna have to get rid of two of those defensemen in order to make it work. Uh, the other, uh, there's uh, Winnipeg's an interesting one too. They got 14 million. Maybe losing a lot of the forwards they've lost the last few years. Maybe they pursue me... it if they still think they can win. Okay, Jeff, what are you saying? Let me just tell you, no one, and, and this is a real thing. Go ahead and look it up. No one voluntarily is ever going to Canada to play hockey. No one, ever. Why no, is that? I'm not, I'm not saying that. Why is that? For destination, Why do you think that? But I, I don't know. Because, because of the pay rate. Because of the pay rate. Do you know if I get paid $5 million for Ottawa, mm-hmm. and you get paid $5 million a year for your beautiful uh, New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Do you know I make a million dollars less a year because of the Canadian tax rate? That's right. You said that. That's right. No one's ever going there. And you plus, Canadian play- money is not as much as American money either, right? No, no, no. They, no. they, they make they make up. No, they make up for it on the scale. Oh, okay. They, they do okay. The, they do, they okay. do the they do the 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 conversion, so it comes out to the people. Got it. All contracts are paid in American dollars. Convert it how you will mm. or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So that is what it is, but it doesn't matter. The Canadian tax rate is so high, it's unreal. That's so, why Johnny Gaudreau is not going back to Calgary. He'd have gotten, he'd have gotten killed mm. in the tax rate. What, do you this think is, that's that's the reason why? It's literally the difference. Errol and I, Speedy, had a conversation earlier about DeAndre mm-hmm. and his contract, okay? Mm-hmm. And when you break it down, it's literally the difference between him going to Indiana or staying in Phoenix where there's no state tax or going to California and paying 20% state state tax, you get killed. You get killed in taxes. You get mm. the money isn't equal everywhere. It's not. No, it, it, it's interesting. And I, what is Chicago asking for for a Patrick Kane? Now, he's still a great player. <laughs> Judging by the DePrinket deal and uh, <laughs> the deal and the deal for uh, Kirby Doc, I, I would say... Kane's probably worth a pastrami sandwich. 
All right, which city makes the best pastrami sandwich? Uh, <laughs> where I'll make goes. him a pastrami sandwich if he sends him to the Islanders. They send him to the Islanders. No, uh, I'll take that. Beef's Deli would never make a pastrami sandwich to go to the Islanders. <laughs> I mean, but this is what I'm saying. Look at the other deals and look at what they gave away their other star players for, and it was disgusting how little they got back for them. No, I and, know. Right? Yeah, it was it was a, it disgraceful. So just judging on that, I, I don't. I, listen. Maybe you could just call them up and offer them a washing machine, like in Semi-Pro. Hey, we'll give you our washing machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Semi-Pro. I know you love that movie, Semi-Pro. Oh, dude, it's such a classic. I watched it again last night. Uh, so looking at the other look at the other teams with different uh, different calf spaces. Anaheim actually has the most available ones right now, 30, 30 million. I guess they could tr- possibly try. They need more defense than they do offense. But, right, but it doesn't matter. All the contending teams have little to none. Pittsburgh's three signing. No, Pittsburgh's in the negative right now. Right. So, and and let's be honest, Patrick Kane is going isn't going to say, "Oh, trade me to the desert. I don't mind playing in Arizona, who's going to win seven hockey games next year." Yeah, there's a, there's yeah, there's not a lot of contenders in the positive. I guess if the, if the Flames could replace Goodrow with Kane, they got twenty million. But again, how much better does that make? That is that really a net gain, net loss type thing? And then might every, make, yeah, might, might just make them even. But right now, right. Goodrow makes them worse. Yeah, I'm just saying they're probably the best team right now with a double digit amount of salary cap space. You, I know you mentioned Buffalo. They got Kane, 19. What'd you say? But they only need to absorb what Kane was getting paid. Didn't you just say he was only getting two and a half million or something? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That, that, yeah, all right. In that case, that puts a lot of teams in the running then. Uh, right, but again, that's they, what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. So in that case, that would up it. I'm just going through some of the potentially contending teams that have that double-digit salary me, caps. I mean, that salary seems low to me, but didn't you say that's what he was getting paid this year? Yeah, I... I that's what you said was for his 2022 salary. Cause I know that obviously that wasn't his whole contract, but it might, it might've been front loaded at the time when they gave it to right. him in 2014, so because that's the last year of the deal. And a half million, could go almost anywhere. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. In that case, that only eliminates the negative teams mm-hmm. and Montreal's at like 423,000. Let's uh, put it this way. Two and a half million is less than Nick Foligno is making. Right. Okay, yeah, so it's anyone can absorb that. Yeah, it's it, there's really only Florida that can't, Tampa can't, uh, Pittsburgh, like you said, can't, the Rangers can't, the Flyers can't. <laughs> That's funny to think. Uh, and there were a team with the rumors for Goudreau. And then they was, oh, wait, we can't do reality, this. We overpaid everybody else. But in reality, any team can acquire him because his salary is so low, they could send back contracts for the Blackhawks to absorb while sending them draft picks or something. Yeah. Yeah. So in reality, he could really go anywhere. Right. Edmonton is negative, Vancouver and St. Louis. But every other team could do And Minnesota. Every other team could do it. I'm, I'm still going to stick with Buffalo. Buffalo's got 19. They could do it and then maybe give him, like, one not long contract, but one big, like, last payday type thing for his right. career. Yeah. Get him for five years? That would seem like a winning, not a winning deal, dude. Uh, by the way, Carl wanted to mention to you uh, – Achilles Smith was the only quarterback with a worse completion percentage than Tim Tebow. <laughs> mention it to me? No, uh, no, mention it to Jeff. Right, so the third worst bust in NFL history is the only person by one percentage point with a worse passer rating that, or completion percentage than Tim Tebow. This isn't like, it's such a joke that that's the only thing anyone can come up with, right? Like, that's such a joke. That's how bad Tim Tebow was, and people ignore it. Carlson. And, and let's be honest. But, but let's be honest. If we're being honest, Tim Tebow is the fourth biggest bust in football 
history, Achilles Smith being three, probably Robert Gallery at two, and Jamarcus Russell being the biggest. <laughs> two of them being Raiders. <laughs> uh, Carl says he is worth a deep dish pizza at this point when he comes to the Blackhawks' talent evaluation. <laughs> and do the Golden Knights need him? Maybe, but. Uh, they're in the negatives too, so they're gonna have to but it trace about the contracts away. Salary, they can do things. There's plenty of time to do it. Any team, any team in the league can absorb two and a half million if that's all he's getting paid. Yeah, I, I think they could make it work if they really do want him. Do they necessarily need him? I don't think so. But I mean, they just need to stay healthy. <laughs> that was their and main problem count, this and year. Don't count out Tampa. They could. They could the Golden Knights sound. They, they just lost a player. They they could. The, the Golden Knights can make that move for Patrick Kane. Yeah, it's possible. Don't, Oh, yeah. coming out Tampa, he can take Andre Pilat's spot. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Tampa gets him. I mean, honestly, Kane's better than Pilat. I, I, he's oh, a good yeah. player, he's, but he's better than Kane's still a good player. Yeah. I just think he's he's on the aging side. And I think he's one of the greatest American-born hockey players ever play the game. I, I, I still think he has a good two years, three years left. And that's why, being that he's available and he's not that expensive right now, if I were the Islanders, I would absolutely reach out to Chicago and see what they want. You know, because they're not giving, you know, when <laughs> you, you look at. funny this is. Errol is suggesting. The no, Islanders I'm just suggesting. Just if the Island, No, I'm suggesting that if the Islanders are looking for a wingman that could score goals and help out, uh, you know, you know Barzell, I, I think he's a guy that would absolutely fit over there. They need a guy Please that can put the bucket in. I'm not begging Lou to do anything, dude. I I think he will do something, but is it going to be a big Probably splash? Not. I mean, you lost Lou, you lost Johnny Goudreau. If he does make a move, is it something that Islander fans are going to be happy about? Are, are Islander fans going to be happy with JT Miller? Are Islander fans happy about anything? No, else? I'm just saying, is is JT Miller something that shines? You know. Shines everything that you've seen. You Two know, segments ago he was for you. No, I, I think he's a good player. Is he is Johnny Goudreau? No, I I don't. I think I think he had a good season last year. Consistently, he hasn't been a cons- consistent goal scorer. No, he was never consistent with the Rangers. Either. No, so I I, I mean, he got better with Vancouver, but is so. he is he that much better? I mean, the the guy that the Islanders lost to Seattle. I mean, Eberle, yeah. He's like an Eberle. You know, he's not uncon. He's inconsistent. Right. So why would JT Miller be the, the, the piece that they're missing? I mean, Patrick Kane is a significant upgrade to that position that they need. If they can get him. But are they is Lou even making that move? I, I haven't seen anything in, in the last couple hours. What is what is uh Carl says Islander fans are only happy when they spend less than two hours on the Long Island Express. Probably right on that. And he also says, going back to your bust conversation about the NFL, Todd Marinovich was a bust, but only because everyone around him built him up into an anxiety case. Marinovich gets a pass, he was abused as a kid forever. Oh really? Was he? Oh yeah. Oh wow. I didn't oh, yeah. that that's bad. Wow. Severely abused. Oh my god. That's awful. Yeah. But still not as bad as we're gonna abuse the beef. Uh, Carl said, uh, yeah, we were talking about Vegas, just they're in the negatives, Carl. It's possible with them losing Pacioretty to, for them to go, and they've seen the big swings, but uh, it, it's not their biggest need, but it's definitely possible for Vegas for, for them to go after him. But yeah, the Anaheim has the most salary cap right now, and Jeff's case with Buffalo definitely interesting at $19 million. I would, I would, I would also like if I was a betting person, which I am, I love it. <laughs> yes, if we I was know. a betting person, but if I was a betting person, I would also be looking at Seattle to make some moves because what they did in their expansion draft 
was trying to acquire players that they could later flip to teams to get different dudes. And I think, uh, you know, maybe for the right price, like a Yanni Gord could be available. Mm, yeah, that's possible. Seattle right now at 10, uh, right above $10 million. In the only thing is, is right you can't make, if, remember, the Islanders have a limited amount of money, so you, you can't just go out because right now they lost on the Goudreau sweepstakes. And the Islanders are the only, one of only two teams that haven't made a move or haven't made a signing since the uh, free agency market opened up. So, Obviously, a lot of Islander fans are sitting here today and probably saying, what the hell's going on, Lou? You, you said that they're going to go heavily on and you had plan B. Maybe in a couple of weeks, plan B is going to be set, but we don't know where, where they're going with plan B. They need another offensive player. That that much is true. They, but what is what is Lou going to do in the next couple of weeks that's going to make Islander fans happy? Does he have a trade up his sleeve that makes sense for him? Uh, moving, I don't know. I, I don't know. But what what I've read so far is they went heavily after Goudreau and struck out. It might be somebody we haven't even heard about being rumored, too. Miller and Tarasenko are the only two that was publicized, but we just saw the Sharks trade away Brent Burns. Maybe they're trying to rebuild, so maybe one of their top guys are available, too. Probably not Timo Meyer, but maybe somebody like Couture or somebody like that. One of their older guys could be available. And I would say... I guess we're looking at Florida, maybe one of their guys. They're in the negatives right now for salary cap right now, negative 2.9. Maybe one of their offensive – maybe not the top – obviously not the top it's guys. Definitely, those guys it's definitely know. interesting because if you – and I, I know uh, as an Islander fan, and Islander fans, I've been reading a lot of things. The Islander fans are not very happy with Lou uh, because they, they decided to part ways with Barry <sighs> Trotz. They bring in a rookie coach. Yes, he's been under Barry Trotz his whole career, but he's a rookie coach. He's never done it before. and uh, you you struck out. You 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 traded away your thirteenth pick for a Romanoff. Now Romanoff could turn out to be fantastic. He's got speed. He's got everything that they're looking for. But if he doesn't, he struck out there. And and, and Islander fans are you know kind of skeptical about what Lou has not done so far this year. Now Lou has been GM of the year two years out of the three years that he's or four years that he's been there. So. You can't sit here and say that Luke is not going to find a way to find because this is what Yankee fans do to uh, Brian Cashman. They 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 attack him, they attack him, they attack him, and then all of a sudden, as the season progressively went, the the Yankees are by far the best team in baseball, and he made like one or two small moves. So I'm not saying that's what Lou's going to do, but Lou has done it before. He understands how to win. And, Jeff, you know this just as much as everybody. If you're going to trust in somebody, do you trust in your GM or are you trusting your coach? You're probably going to trust in a guy that's won championships, multiple championships in his career. Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just think it's a – I listen – I think it's a poor comparison to compare Lou Lamarillo to Brian Cashman. Why is that? I think it's a very poor comparison. Because the, the Yankees have a, a good track record of winning, a proven track record of winning. The Islanders do not. No, but so when – okay, hold on, hold on. Say, oh, since since oh, Lou's been there, since Lou's been there, have they have any losing seasons? Last year. No, they had a winning season. They didn't make they were the playoffs. Dog shit compared to what they should have been. Yeah, but uh, because of a lot of things that happened. But were they a winning team? Did they have a winning record? Because of a lot of things that happened. So yeah, they were dog shit. Yeah, they weren't dog shit. They were not. How they could were. you say? Th- no, they were not. Pretty terrible. How were they pretty terrible? They had what? Thirty-seven, eight- thirty-five, and ten. Yeah. Eighty-four points. Yeah, they had eighty-four points. Okay, that's not terrible. They make the playoffs. No, no they didn't. So they were one of the bottom. They had to travel 11,000 miles in the beginning of the season, Jeff. Stop. I know, schedule. I know, schedule. No, it's not schedule. They had no home. 
that's a bad I know, pass. I know it's about the Islanders and they shouldn't have done that with the I understand that, Jeff. So they so but so here's the other thing. Mm. They did it to themselves. Fine. Did they do it themselves when they lost nine guys to COVID at the same time? And that the don't NHL should have canceled. The NHL decided don't, don't to cancel out. the games after the fact? Don't, don't go out. Stay home. Get door dash. You don't need to be out. You're a hockey player. Do your job. <laughs> the fact that you're Just careless, because you're home doesn't mean you can't fact, get COVID. The, the, the fact that you're careless and you were a, amongst the mouth. How are you careless? Your kids could go to school. school. Your kids got to go to school, right? Right? Put them on the school bus. Uh, Okay. And by the way, they were homeschooled too. Don't, don't go out. <laughs> Jeff, you're, you're out of your mind. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, COVID was very easy to catch. You can't blame you can't blame the players because the players have to go, you know, from, from one place to another and the kids got to go to school. And their wife's got to work. Else, New York, let someone else pump your gas. You don't need to be outside. Oh, God. You see what we see what we deal like with Speedy over here. The the one thing Islanders fans Islander fans are not happy about was the Barry Trotz thing. Mm. It was they were not happy about it, and they don't. Lou didn't make it when the press asked him why he fired him. He couldn't give a straight answer because obviously Lou, Lou knows something that we don't. Right, but let's be honest. Anytime anyone gets fired, okay, mm-hmm. it's not a good look if you trash the guy you just get fired. He got fired. He had his reasons. Just because New Yorkers are nosy and need to know everything doesn't mean that they're going to get him to, to trash the form. If, you, if you're a GM and you trash the former coach, no one wants to show up and work for you. That you're going to throw him under the bus like that. That you're going to treat him terribly. No one else wants to go there. So thinking that Lou Lamarello was just going to show up at some press conference and be like, yeah, I got rid of that fucking jack wagon. He was a piece of shit. Wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Carl says, Lou is lost in the octagon at Say Tuha Karate, or is he lost in the strip mall at Ronkonkoma? <laughs> Snuck says, I don't know. Yanks are on the skids, especially dropping two to the Reds the way they did. Who cares? And then half the league makes the playoffs. They were not good. Yeah, they were the third team. They were the third highest point total of teams that missed the playoffs. The Yankees right, are on and, the skids. And the, way, okay. and, and, the, and the way that Errol talks about COVID, you'd think the Islanders were the only team that had to deal with it. At the no time, uh, hold on one second. When the Rangers, the Montreal Canadiens, and Toronto Maple Leafs had the problems, they had lost four guys. Then all of a sudden, they canceled the, the season for three weeks or two and a half weeks. When the Islanders had nine guys or ten guys, and they started guys we never even heard of for almost three weeks when they had nine guys on the shelf, and they lost, what, 13 games in a row? No, nobody did anything. So please, Jeff, don't get me started. This has nothing to do with being an Islander fan. This has everything to do with the NHL and the way they treated when it came down to the situation. Them's are the breaks. Oh. You see, you, you, you're making a joke because because that not, was wrong. A, it was wrong. When it was the Islanders, it was only one team, and then when it became four or five teams, they were like, "Whoa, we need to take a break." Dude, so, the Islanders the lost nine the starters. Pro- one, two, so three. The took appropriate action. Mm. Gary Bettman's an idiot, okay? And Gary Bettman sitting there when nine players on a shelf, when your, t- your, your starting goaltender was on a shelf, your backup goaltender was on a shelf, your two, uh, your two best players were on the shelf, your best well, winger was on a shelf. They were all, your two best defensemen were on the shelf. I, I get your frustration with the fact that COVID only existed on Long Island and nowhere else. Oh, God. You, you see, this is – it's ridiculous. They lost nine players. The NHL should have <laughs> saw that and canceled and canceled the games at the time. How do you play th- 
The Islanders played nine guys. Four or five of the guys, we don't even know who they are. I know. And the Islanders lost 13 games in a row. And they had a third or fourth string goaltender playing for almost two weeks. Oh, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about uh, third and fourth. Oh, don't bring up the Penguins. No, I know. I don't want. I don't want to hear anything because, from what I heard from Ranger fans, if you beat fourth string goalies, you might be one of the greatest hockey teams on the planet. (laughs) The irony is now they have one of them. Louis Domingue signs as one of the backups. Oh, he signed with them. Yeah, so did Halak. Both of them. Both of them. I said. I said to Errol earlier, dude. As a Bruins fan. I liked Halak as, as a backup goal. No, I like Halak on the Rangers for the sole purpose of he can't destroy the Rangers like he always did when he was with the dude, Islanders. Dude, Halak was a brilliant signing. He replaces a Georgiev in that role, and they got something mm-hmm. for Georgiev, and all they paid Halak was one and a half million dollars. Bef- Before we go, uh, there was a report that the Yankees reportedly were interested in Andrew Benatendi, and because he, won- because he wouldn't get his vaccination – the Yankees will not be needing his services because he cannot play in Toronto. So the Yankees, exactly. the Yankees have given up on Andrew Benatendi. Uh, are you surprised? No, very be- surprised. I was. I'm, I'm extremely shocked because from what I just understood, COVID only existed on Long Island, and I'm curious how it got to Kansas City. Yeah, 10 players. They can't travel. Whit Merrifield also, too, which is another guy they've been trying to trade, too. And if that'll eliminate a lot of the AL East teams. Well, it's also because of the vaccination. Right. Mm-hmm. Brian Cashman said if you're not vaccinated, he will not trade for you. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not going to hurt a, a National League team from trading for him because the odds are that unless they play in the World Series, they're not going to be in Toronto. And maybe not a contending team in a different division. But the AL East teams, that'll hinder a lot. That sucks because that... All jokes... Yeah. All jokes aside, it makes perfect sense, though, right? Because, like, I mean, let's face it. You play the Blue Jays 16 times in the season. I don't know how many you've already played them. I'm assuming at least six, right? Yeah, they're going to play like, either nine or ten games in Toronto, depending on what the split right. is. And, yeah. but, but then on top of that, the Blue Jays could make the playoffs. Right. And if you have to travel to Toronto for a playoff game, are you telling me you're going to trade for a piece that you believe is going to be integral in, in helping this team make it to the World Series, and he's not going to be available in a playoff series? It doesn't make much sense. Right. So I, I completely understand what Cashman's thinking. That's why I'm thinking that his market's now going to be limited to just the National League teams at this point. Maybe a team like the Brewers makes a trade at the Giants, maybe if they want to know and the, that. And, and the Yankees need depth in the outfield, so where are they going? Where are they going to go? Where are they, they finding? Already, they already made a trade. Yeah, that, that that's, that's for the infield. It's yeah. Wade, Tyler He's Wade. A versatile that's guy. just that's right. just. But they made the but they that's the move they made. He's no, not, no. He's they're for looking the for they're looking for a center field type. So Aaron Judge is at the play center field all the time too, and Aaron, being the Aaron Hicks of that bad injury earlier this week too. They Dude, they need somebody like that. Well, it's negative. His 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 injury came up negative. Okay. But still, I, oh, okay. he's H- also Hicks. And I saw injury. that in real time. I thought he broke it. No, it, it came up negative. So it, it's just. Uh, I think they said a deep bruise or something like that. So. Okay, that's that, that's good, I guess, for the short term. But he's also still you know somebody it, that's injury prone, though. Too. Dude, you, yeah, you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember years ago when Jermaine Dye broke his leg? Yeah, yeah, leg? that was bad. Exactly, I remember that. Dude, that's exactly what it looked like. I was uh, like, oh, yeah. that's broken. Yeah, if it was that bad, wow. But, yeah, the, I think the Yankees still want somebody like that, though, too. Because, remember, they're also trying to manage Stanton in the outfield, too, to make sure he doesn't get hurt. And same kind of thing with Judge. He hasn't gotten hurt yet this year, but he's playing a lot of center field, so that kind of thing could catch up to him at some point, and you don't want it to have to be at a crucial time for the Yankees. I mean, what's, their depth, what's their depth out there? Even with Hicks out, don't they have other guys that can go out there and play? 
right. Most of them are converted infielders yeah. that aren't center field types. They're looking for more of a. And they're probably field type. trading Gallo. That's yeah. what everything we've read right. is. Unless he trade, they trade him to Texas because I heard Gallo Texas can play center field. Yes, but uh, they're looking to move him. So, uh, and he I heard sucks. Texas. I heard Texas is very interested in him. Not surprising. So, what they're going to ship him back to Texas? I'm just telling you what that what I heard. Yep. What a weird deal that would be. You just got him from Texas, only to send him back to Texas. Yeah, that's what they said. And and very, and very the last, they liked him over there. In the last ten games, the the Yankees are four and six, so they're on a skid right now. But I'm not surprised. I, I didn't expect them to go at that full that full pace. I, but uh, going into the weekend with the, the Red Sox before the All Star break. Uh, the Yankees Don't are... worry, you guys will beat us. We stink right now. Yeah, the Red Sox play well Don't do that. Did they, did they lose that. tonight, too? They did they get swept? Dude, they, they lost four in a row. They, they lost again like they lost last night, making little league mistakes, tossing the ball around. They, dude, they were winning three to nothing. They allowed five runs in the, in the seventh inning. Game over. I saw how Tampa got the fourth run yesterday. That was bad. <laughs> dude. All of those runs were just chucking the ball around like literally they're playing awful right now. Awful, awful baseball. And they don't have a single good starting pitcher. Yep. All the Mariners are coming, they're Jeff. All they're all playing rookies right now. It's it's a bad time to be a Red Sox fan. Yep, Seattle's <laughs> coming. Are they getting body bagged? Oh. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible right now. Are they in banana? Absolutely, uh, are they in banana land? stuffed in a locker right now. Are they, in a, are they going to banana land? The Boston Red Sox look worse than the Bee right now. <laughs> well, that means they're two and a half right now. Oof. Terrible. <laughs> they're bad, dude. Yeah. They're bad. They should have won all three games, and they lost by making very seriously some of the worst Little League mistakes I've ever seen in my life. Horrible. Carl says ESPN has Red Sox at seven in the power rankings. Well, yeah, not anymore. Not the way they're playing now. Hell no. They're no, Se- Seattle's going to surpass them, and... I would imagine I would imagine somebody in the National League might surpass them too, with the power rankings. They're not playing very well right no. now. No, but it, there are a lot of teams like the Yankees aren't playing well right now. I, I mean, so it, there there are a couple of teams not right, playing the, well. Right, but the Yankees are losing to like oh, so you know, like Jonathan India hits a home run or like they're playing. The Red Sox are losing because they're incompetent. Well, just look at the last two games that the the uh, Yankees lost against the Red Sox. They lost. They had the, they had a six two lead going into the fifth or sixth inning. They lost against and they had one of their better pitchers. They lost against the Red Sox, and then they lost again on Sunday when they had the lead going into the eighth inning. Uh, they lost against the Red, and then the last uh, they two out of the three games against or two out of the two four, out of three against Cincinnati. Two, two yeah. against Cincinnati, they lost games that they were leading the whole the whole time. It's so funny. I wanted to text you, but I didn't because I what? know how bad the Red Sox have been playing. But I honestly didn't want to text you and be like, man, how about Jeter? Yeah, I saw that. Jeter? Both games. Jeter was a big part of why they, they won those games. Jeter Downs, baby. Jeter Downs. His first, his first, his first uh, major league hit, uh, game-tying RBI, and then scored the winning run. Yeah, I saw that. Best Jeter in Major League Baseball history, <laughs> by far. <laughs> Errol's going to root for that because he didn't like the Yankees one as much. Uh, but I wasn't a big Jeter fan. So. Yeah, but notice how, I would, notice how I restrained myself from texting that because I was like, you know what? This Red Sox team, I'm just not a believer yet. Like, there's, They have so many injuries, it's ridiculous. 
er Errol root for Jeter Downs to get traded later in his career to some National League team that he could tolerate, and that he'll oh, he'll no. root for him to surpass Derek Jeter all time. <laughs> oh no, he is getting traded. He is getting traded. They only called him up because they're trying to show other teams that he can be a major league baseball player like mm. at the major league level because they're they're definitely trading him. They have no. other dudes. Yeah, what I'm saying is they'll they'll trade him to like some national league team that Arrow likes, like the Cardinals or the Braves or something like that. That's somebody that he'll tolerate rooting for. That'll be like, this will be the greatest Jeter in baseball history eventually. I don't I listen, yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for the Braves organization on how they, you know, they run things, but I'm not a Braves fan. No, I, I didn't say you were. I'm just saying like a national like team that you would yeah, like a national like league team that you would root for like that. I, I you know, Paul Goldschmidt to me, is the MVP right now in the National League. He really is. Mm -hmm. He's been unbelievable. In the last three weeks, there's nobody in baseball hitting the ball like him. So, who's False. hitting the ball? Uh, the Arizona. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber's not in the ball. Like home runs. Yeah, but he's not. Be he's not playing better than Paul Goldschmidt. Not the whole season. No, I think Are this month. Kidding? This month recently. He yeah, he's in the National League in home runs. He's only like three behind Judge for for the total number of home runs. And he's half of those in the last month. I'm not talking about home runs. Paul Goldschmidt right now is batting 332, 67 RBIs, and 19 home runs. He's leading the National League in batting average. I'm talking about that, dude. He's, he's playing unbelievable baseball, and he's a gold glove for his baseman. He's fantastic, dude. He really is. To me, he's the MVP. He is the MVP of the National League. Yeah, Schwarber's only hitting 214 with a 325 on base percentage. Yeah, you're not winning that one. I mean, he's he's killing it lately. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's having a he's having a good you know he's having good, a typical Ty Kyle Schwarber year. Twenty eight home runs, fifty seven RBIs, and a two fourteen batting average, and striking out a ton. But, but right, but even right, but even with that low batting average, he's still more productive than than Goldschmidt's been. He's not more productive than Paul more Goldschmidt. more runs batted in. That's production. That's all. No, he doesn't have more runs batted in. Goldschmidt 57. does. 57 RBIs. 62. To 62. Oh, 62. Yeah. So there you go. Think about that. <sighs> he's batting 100 points less, and he's equally as productive. Dude. And by the way, on a dog shit team, this Philly the Phillies team. have a good oh. offense. Though. Paul, Goldschmidt. Oh. Paul Goldschmidt oh. doesn't strike out. He doesn't <laughs> Kyle Schwarber's only had 112 strikeouts. I, I think Paul Goldschmidt has like, right. what, 15, 14 strikeouts this year? He doesn't right, strike out. Right, but, but this is where my Babe Ruth argument would come in, right? Babe Ruth was great because he was high on coke and drunk every day. 80. Look at Kyle, look at Kyle Schwarber. He's 400 pounds, right? And and he's not even close to an athlete. And he's keeping up with Goldschmidt. So you're, you're, like you're downgrading Goldschmidt because he's athletic? <laughs> yes. It's more impressive when a fat guy does something. When he hits home runs, which he's done his whole career, but he's not right. doing anything else. He's having a typical but, Kyle Schwarber year. Right. He's not doing anything Fred, drastically special to get him to an MVP. Think about how majestic it is when Rowdy Tellez runs. It's impressive. I agree. I, I don't, I'm not saying the moments are great Pete for that Alonzo, kind of thing. I think Pete Alonso, you can argue more that he has a chance to beat Paul Goldschmidt. He's not because... Oh, Alonso's having a terrific season, too. Yeah, but Best he's not. He, I, I, Best player in New York. No, he's not, dude. You're, Easily, hands down, dude, polar bear power. You're, you're on drugs. Polar bear power. Yeah, polar bear power. Polar bear power. Dude, he's not the best player. He's not even the second best player. Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt leads the National League in batting average, on-base percentage, and OPS, and he's second in all of baseball in OPS right now. Only yeah, but that average. doesn't matter. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. Why? Because Kyle Schwarber's just built like Babe Ruth. <laughs> no, because whoever is second should win MVP because that's that was the argument last year. You can have inferior numbers, and then whoever was second should win. 
for, Dude, for OPS? Not, for OPS is the big thing they track. Otani had all better numbers, but Vlad Guerrero should have won. No, no, no. I'm saying Goldschmidt has that for the National League, not all of baseball. Alvarez leads in OPS in MLB. I'm still taking Pete Alonso over the long haul. You're out of your mind. Dude, the Mets are going to win that division, right? Are they? Are they? The Mets are going to end up in the World Series. You watch. Okay. I hope you're right, but the Cardinals can still win their division too. It's not, that's Dude, the, the have, Brewers haven't ran away with anything. They just lost a series to the Pirates. I had a, I, I had a similar conversation of what I'm going to say earlier with Daryl. Right? Mm. Who cares about the regular season? That's all just nonsense, and you're just trying to make playoffs. And and they will. The Mets are built for playoff baseball. When when teams get and Atlanta to, isn't. No, they with with and the Cardinals guys, aren't. Cardinals stink. They're stink. Yeah, no, no, because when when you when you compress the, the the rotations, because rotations for the playoffs, they only go to three starters. Honestly, so, uh, honestly, so Mets, who won the so championship the Mets, last year? Who won the championship so the, last year? Who won uh, the, the Braves? Yeah, Atlanta. What, did, was was it because of their pitching or was it because of their hitting? Right, dude. Honestly. Hold on. Look, Honestly. You do this all the time, these rhetorical stupid questions. Here's the difference. In the playoffs, you're going to have to – it's only going to be three pitchers. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be a rotation that's DeGrom, Scherzer, and uh, – Bassett. Who, Bassett is on? the third right now. And Bassett. Those are the three pitchers. Two of them are unhittable. Scherzer, if you look at his numbers in the playoffs, they're not unhittable. They're, they're not good. Unhittable. They're not unhittable. They're not unhittable. Degrom is a, Degrom's a crazy. So far, yeah. And right, then Bassett's right. unknown. Bassett's unknown. So uh, one out of two is is a guy that you could say, oh, you're right. Uh, listen, Scherzer, I'll, I'll, I'll Scherzer's ride, hittable. I'll ride, with Scher- I'll ride with Scherzer's numbers, dude. I'll ride with. Them. All right. But when you could they hit? Down, could they hit you, in the playoffs? I, I believe that they're going to make the right moves and make some trade deadline acquisitions. They'll eventually move Dominic Smith somewhere and get something yeah, in return for him. So. Right? Like, I believe they're going to make some moves. Teams aren't complete right now. They are what they are right now. No. I believe Uncle, I believe Uncle Stevie's going to make some moves. And, and the, those three pitchers, when it comes to playoff time, I believe that that's going to be the best, the combination best three in all of baseball. I truly Top hope you believe that, but I, I don't believe that. I do. I, I don't think they're the best team in the National League. I think League that's going a strong argument. How many, how, many pitchers, how many starting pitchers play in, in the playoffs? Three. Sometimes four, depending on the team, the way it's structured. Barely. The Mets might... The Mets and the... The Mets, the Dodgers, and the Brewers are the three teams that probably could Do roll you know three, that the Yankees' but... bullpen, which has been the best in baseball in the last past week... Have it's not the they Yankees. Have nothing to do with the National League. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm giving you the number right now. The Yankees bullpen right now in the last past week has a seven ERA. That's not good. In the that last has past week, to do with I'm what not we're just. About. You just want just, to talk about the Yankees. No, I'm just posting. I'm looking up numbers while you're talking, Big Mouth. Right. It had, no, it, it had nothing to do with the conversation. I, yet you want to throw it in because it's a Yankees number that you don't like. Great. You don't like it. Back no, I've got Yankee fans that are listening to the show, and I want them to hear that. Who's a rotation that's better than DeGrom, Bassett, and Scherzer? For the playoffs, name another name another top three in the National League that can compete with that. 
Right like, now? Uh, no, I, right now, no. The Dodgers, if they're healthy, maybe could at, at the top three. The Brewers the Brewers were thought of last year to be that, but Woodruff's been a little down from where he was last year in Peralta. The, 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 Dodgers, will be the, the Dodgers will be the team to beat. Yeah, that's, um, the, that's, they, the only they, one, that's the only one in terms of like overall player but, talent. Question is, could the Mets hit in the playoffs? And that's important, too. They will. Okay, they will. They will. Who? Who? Will. Who? Polar bear. Uh, uh, polar bear. Polar Bear is one player, and he's batting two sixty six. Okay. Uh, who's, th- who's that pig playing shortstop for? Uh, Lindor. Uh, Lindor. Oh, I'm sorry. His his playoff numbers are horrible. Okay. So right. We'll we'll see what happens come playoff time. He's we'll horrible. He's bad against the I Yankees. Believe. He's actually good against everybody else. We'll see on that. I believe, I believe the starting pitching will carry the Mets in the playoffs. You'll see them in the World Series. Okay, I'll make that bet. I'll make the bet. I'll make the bet. Just what I believe. I believe Uncle Steve will come through. He'll make some. I'll make that bet. I, I I'm telling you right now. Just because on paper the pitchers look good doesn't mean they're all going to pitch crazy. We've seen this before. We've seen good teams with great pitching. The, the, everybody thought the Dodgers pitching were un, unbeatable in the playoffs, and they got knocked out last year. So please. Okay, please. Yeah, they, yeah, they choked. They were the best. Team All right, and what do you? What makes you think? And what makes you think the Mets aren't going to do the same thing? I just believe there's something special brewing in Queens. Okay, something special. All right, it's brewing. Well, why right. can't I have a belief? Don't you go on belief sometimes? Yeah. Don't you just have a gut feeling sometimes? All right. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm I saying you're out of your mind. I, okay, you think I'm out of my mind, but I'm making at least I'm backing up my case with believable things, right? The, the pitching staffs get condensed. Uncle Steve, you'll make a move. Here. They are not hitting, dude. They're not. Yeah, they're not hitting right they're now. They're not hitting. They won't be in. This is the first half of the season. You're, you're Do you know what, how many runs they're averaging a game? You know how much their runs are averaging a game in the last three, three, uh, almost month, three weeks? I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan. A little bit over three runs. You're not winning. Sox. You're not I'm winning like Sox. that. I'm a Red Sox fan, and you keep telling me and harping on this the whole time. Ah, it's the first half of the season. Let's see what they do in the second Trade half. for Ian but, Happ. Yeah, That's but you fail to want to give that same courtesy to the Mets. They're not getting enough hits. Carl, there, there is actually one Cub I, I am int- intrigued by. A relief pitcher that has some uh, starting experience and good playoff experience recently is Wade Miley. That is somebody I would want. A lefty guy, because the Mets need you a lefty pitcher badly. They need a lefty pitcher badly. He's pitching well out of the bullpen from this year. He pitched great out of the bullpen for the Brewers in 2018 in the playoffs. I think the Mets, who desperately need a lefty out of that bullpen, that's a good trade for them. And they probably don't think about much because he's older. You don't want Wade Miley. He stinks. Yeah, I wouldn't say stinks. He's an average pitcher. But, again, they need bullpen depth. The the Mets have enough stars. He gives uh, up a shit ton of runs for a dude that's supposed to be just what, a and, 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 and I'm Carl not saying says, he's a top-end starter. Carl says, I, I say you need hitting. Why not Hap or Contreras? I Contreras is interesting. They need, they need a bat in that lineup. They need a bat that protects Pete Alonso. They don't have one. And if they're going to go into the playoffs okay. like that, they're not going to win. They, I'll, they're I'll be, they're facing better pitching. Big. They're facing better I'll pitching. Give, I'll give you a big bat that's out there. I don't care how much they bat. strike people out, Jeff. I'll give I'll give you a big right-handed bat that's out there Who? and for sale currently on the market. Who? Miguel Sano. Mm, maybe. Again, I, I'd rather have the Mets pursue. Him. They're not playing him. He's a no, I know that. Guy. I know. I know that. Uh, Luis Arias has basically taken his spot and run with it, the way he's played this year. But 
the Mets, I would I would pursue pitching first if I were them. I think they need a little more depth with that because I think their hitting talent is still strong. Maybe one more bat, like Carl was saying, with a catcher. Contreras might be pricey, though. I don't know what kind of thing the Cubs would be asking for with that uh, because that's really the only deficiency that's uh, like a major deficiency talent-wise is catcher for them right now because James McCann's always hurt, and then when he does play, he doesn't hit. So it's tough to tell with him. They also have Alvarez in the system right now, but I don't know if they want to rush him up. Well, here's another question. He'll just, be up this year. Oh, I think so, too. question. I'm just a, I'm, I'm a little unfamiliar with who it is at this point because I've been watching terrible Red Sox baseball. Who are the teams that are going to be sellers, though? There's going to be a lot in the there's going to be a lot in the American League because it's pretty top heavy. So you got in the AL West, Oakland definitely, Oakland, Texas might be, and then the Angels should be, but who knows with them at this point? So, so pretty much everybody in the Central besides the Twins. Could the you White- imagine how much money the Texas Rangers spent in the offseason? Yeah. And look how bad they are. It's I mean, they're hard. still they're still better than expected, but they're not great. They're probably they might be an in between team. It's weird though because they always have like one pitcher that overperforms this year. Uh, twenty twenty, it was Mike Miner. Last year was Kyle Gibson. Now it's Martin Perez. So it's just funny to think. And then, how are their players that they spent the money for doing this? Year? Simeon started off really bad, and now he's hitting better. Seager's doing well though. He has twenty home runs already this year. And so far, he stayed healthy at the moment. But their pitching's been okay. They're kind of an in-between team. But, uh, Jeff, going back to your other question, the Central, Indians, Tigers, Royals, they'll probably all be trading off veterans, I would imagine. Corey Seager made the All-Star team. Yeah. And then AL East, I don't think anyone will be selling out of the AL East. The Orioles are good, and they're probably just – Yeah, they'll terrorized. probably be keeping their guys. I don't leads, think they'll be buying, but they'll He be leads keeping. baseball for shortstops and home runs. Makes sense. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I know, I know they're hot. I know they're hot right now, and they're kind of coming on a little bit. But I still think the Orioles will probably end up being sellers. Maybe a couple could, veterans, you but get that, yeah. you could probably get that dude Cedric um, Mullins. Yeah, Mullins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, the Mets. The Mets. I don't know if they need that type of player though. That Brandon Nimmo's played a very sufficient center field this year and played very well. So I don't know if they really need that type of player. The Mets really need catching and and pitching depth more. I think. And then people are saying DH spot too as a possibility. Sure. Uh, I don't know if Mullins would serve that kind of role. They're though. still on their well, winning streak, man. We should have man. a bat off the bench. They won, they won, what, 11 in a row? 10 in a row. Them and the Mariners. Both, both on Unbelievable. massive winning streaks right now. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're hot right now. Good yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Good for um, them. And then the NL, the National League, the Diamondbacks and Rockies will be selling. Uh, Central, the Cubs, we already know, the Reds and the Pirates. And then the East is the Nationals. And maybe the Mariners the won 11 in a row. Now it's 11? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they're coming, Jeff. The Red Sox better watch out whether they're wild card spot. They'll and be the Red fun. Sox stink. They keep playing like this. They'll finish last. They'll be fine. Seattle's breaking the playoffs. The, the, the mistakes they are making are are honestly just little league mistakes. Just little league. Mistakes. If the season were to end, the Red Sox wouldn't make the playoffs. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> But it's not ending. There's still a lot of baseball left. And I, the Red Sox are going to get healthy. Uh, Asel just came back. Paxton will be back. I mean, they're going to be better. Maybe. They're going to be better. Maybe. They just, they, just had to, uh, they just had to shut down Kike Hernandez. I saw that. He got hurt again. I saw that. I mean, it, it, it's totally screwing up their whole offense. And we don't have a first baseman. And I hate Jackie Bradley. Get that punk off my goddamn team. Bobby Dahlbeck can't hit it past the pitcher's mound. Franchi Cordero is a walking three strikeout night every freaking night, right? Mm. Like they stink right now. I gave you a compliment when the show started that uh, you said that the Suns were going to match the Pacers, and you were right. Like four hours after that came out, the Suns matched them. 
So of course, and not just letting that dude walk. They'll hold on to him and they'll work the trade. You don't let a guy like that go for free. That's a lot of money to give him. Whoa, 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 whoa! Huh? You said it wasn't. I I know, but when we talked about it, you were talking about the rookie contract and how it was set up. That it, you you actually talked me into thinking that it wasn't. It's Did a, you not? It's a so okay, it's a record. okay. It's so a record. all right. So you told me, and I looked at it, and then I I wasn't. I remember, I wasn't at home. I didn't look at it, but yeah, it is a record. So it's a bad contract. Doesn't mean it's a bad contract. Maybe he plays up to it. No, nah, he's not going to play up to it, dude. Come on. DeAndre Ayton's can't shoot a three. And by the way, it's not a bad contract because contracts like Ben Simmons still exist. <laughs> <laughs> Carl says Chris Sale for Cy Young. <laughs> we need a time machine for that. Yeah. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton gets in the game and produces. So you can't say it's a bad contract because they're at least getting something for it. Uh, tell me again, um, what did Brooklyn get out of that contract? Wow, a bunch of clothes. His new what style, his new fashion. Get, what, did, what did Philly get out of that contract? Really? James Harden at no. the moment, we'll say. Yeah, fat James Harden. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say he was great either. He lost a lot of weight, by the way. James Harden lost like 25 pounds this offseason. Everybody <laughs> hey, says he looks great. Hey, you, you want a betting tip? I'll give you the best betting tip. Let's hear life. it. Anytime Philly plays in Atlanta... Miami or L.A. always bet against Philly. Always bet against them. Why? Do they have the clubs that James Harden's going to go to? Dude, the town, excuse me for this, uh, the towns that have the most famous strip clubs in the country. Oh. Right? James, and that's what James Harden likes to do. He likes to go out and throw money around those strip clubs. Yep. And he's always out late. And, and, if, and if you look at when they fly in and he goes to the club in those cities, that when he ends up playing those teams on the road, he loses every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. He plays, in, he plays in Miami, forget about it, hungover for days. He plays in Atlanta, hungover for weeks. Dude, that, that's exactly what happens. Go, I'm telling you, go look at the stats. Just yeah. go and look at what happens. He throws up the worst games of his careers in those cities. I wonder if the Hawks fans could rattle rattle James Harden as as bad as they rattled Simmons. Dude, you would think it wouldn't be the case that he would take his job more seriously. I'm telling you, go and look at the towns that have the best strip clubs. You'll find James Harden there. And then the next night when he plays in those towns, he'll throw up the biggest duds of his career. Maybe he should go to that wing place with Lou Williams and do that instead of the strip clubs. Probably better off. That wouldn't help him either. He's already fat. He's oh, yeah, that's true. yeah, that's also true. Right. Lose, lose there. All right, Jeff. We yeah. got to let you go, man. Sounds great. Always love being here and taking personal attacks from the beach. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. That pig. Uh, Jeff from Tampa. Mm. Wonderful. Ah, oh, man. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Great show. No guests. Um, yeah. I, I guess, Speedy, when you get a hold of these guys, just make sure that they're going to come on, that they're not going to hold us hold us up because we had people looking forward to hearing these guys. And I, I understand Brandon Jacobs, but if Brandon knew he was sick or he wasn't feeling good, you should have just said, Brandon, we'll get you on next week. It, there's no reason you know, to, to push him to come on. Uh, as far as Sojik, as soon as you heard – that he had something going on today. You should have just told him we'll move it off another day. 
it's okay, whatever. Uh, I'd like to thank all the fans. Uh, I know they were waiting for uh, one of my friends was waiting for Brandon Jacobs again. We'll have him on next Tuesday, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll probably have Sojik on sometime in the next few. Yeah, the next next couple of weeks. We'll, I'll, so I'll schedule. I'm also hoping to get Charlie Slows on if the All Star break I'm, has good. a contact to me back. Good, I think try uh, again Charlie will. He'll yeah. come on. But uh, yeah. Um, everything is good here. Uh, we'll be back next week. Listen to the Weekend Crunch live at 7 p.m. only on 103.9. You can listen to us also on iHeartRadio at 7 p.m. if you don't live in the New York area. Um, thank you again to all the fans. Keep listening. We'll be back next Tuesday. We out! It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.